everybody, and welcome to episode 504 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Christopher Hare Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Mm. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Oh my god, I'm trying to pull out a fucking awful Bugs Bunny cartoon reference with the hair thing, but I can't. Hmm. Uh, 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 a hair... Uh, hair removal? That's probably a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Right? Mm-hmm. Hair today, gone tomorrow. There you go, Chris Antista. I, I want to do a Perfect. specific Bugs Bunny, com- but Bugs Bunny doesn't have any New Year's or Christmas cartoons. You guys are, this is it. This is it. Please yeah. let me know. This is our fucking game of the year talk. Say your Guys, name, asshole. People. Jesus. Let's go. This and is if you want to see how we arrived here, patreon.com slash laser time. Watch Matt tear us apart from the seams. Yes. Oh, just. Oh, it was yeah, in so tatters this after year. Oh, yes. yes I, d- really I decimated you. How dare you. Oh, man. You. I'm excited. Cruel, this cruel is our man. top five of yes. the year. Yes. Fucking goaties. Or gothies, as Michael go. sometimes calls them. And I love that it's one thing you'll expect in... A couple things you may not. Mm. Lots of things you yeah. may not. Well, the one thing that you'll expect is that as goaties, they are all Goat Simulator 3. No! I don't even no! know is out yet. No! Uh, no! Not all use right. leaked GTA 6 footage in your trailer's Goat Simulator. Right? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> that, oh, boy. Just Squeezing talk about eating your own ass after a while. They, but they, it they is... Just... It has been an interesting year for games, as I'm fond of saying, and uh, it's going to be a fun show because just like last week, we've got a cavalcade of guests coming in to help us talk about our top five games of the year for real this time. We mean it. This is it. Uh, If you decided to skip our last show because you found it anticlimactic, too bad. You missed out. (laughs) Uh, But I will say again. These are not definitive awards. We are not trying oh, to do GameSpot or IGN. These are just the games that we played this year that we all agreed we really liked. Horseshit. I'm submitting this episode to the Library of Congress. <laughs> Although we're not trying to be IGN, we do have an IGN personality on this week's show, as we did Ooh, last week. Just saying. Yes. Just saying. Yes, and I love it that, that, well, you know, that person pointed out. I think what games we did get this year is pretty miraculous, given yeah. how the pandemic it, affected gaming and yeah I, this I think, is when we're really seeing the effects of the i pandemic. think that's yeah. reflected in this list um mm-hmm. in, in that like this year and and next year you're really going to see how this took effect on AAA companies and how much how many monkey wrenches this threw in the in the gears of AAA gaming processes you guys would know better than me to be totally honest but like everything the pro- processes had to change and that you know takes some time to get used to and everything, everything that came out in the last two years, I will just say, is miraculous, whether they're on our list or not. Like, turns out, if hmm. you've been uh, making your games in your garage, uh, yeah, like you kind of have an advantage, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like that's what everyone had yeah. to do. You've the been past working few remotely years. this whole time, yeah. like you probably know what to do. But there's there's companies with hundreds of people on a payroll, or I couldn't find a better way to say that about people who actually work. Yeah, a little bit difficult. So, like, uh, yeah, this I love the way this 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 show came out. I, I, I did. So I can't wait for people to hear it. Also on patreon.com slash laser time, we will discuss games we personally wished were made uh, game of the year. In, in addition to we have another show which reveals how we got to this yes. top five, as well as last Two week's patron show. Uh, Sick of Star yes, Wars, have... uh, Dark Crystal. 
I think we're talking about Tootsie and 48 Hours from 40 years ago. Wow. Great movies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot there, but like if yeah, if you want to hear how we got to our order, and if you want to hear some of the our personal faves that didn't make the top ten, those are sitting and waiting for you over at Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. In the meantime, let's just get into it with our top five games of the year, starting with number five. What very hacky slashy game is this? Oh, well, one of my one of my top games of the year. This yeah. is Tunic. It's is Tunic. Tunic. Isn't it? It's one of yeah, Tunic. It's one of all of our top games of the year, Matt. It's on the top ten. Oh. No, I mean like top top, like upper echelon oh, of the top I ten. See. I, mean, I, I call it pubic. I... <laughs> God, I'm, I'm, no, here, here, look. I, I'm the one here to say I probably gave this the least time. Because this is, I said something on the show that I don't think Greg like, where I coined a term called "twee voxel horseshit," and uh, <laughs> of, and, <laughs> and I'm playing Tunic, and I'm like, I don't get this. And then like something Matt said made me go back to it, mm. and the way it started slowly unfolding, that it, it, it was sort of like an entire series of old school games that I didn't know any of the controls of. Like I didn't even know the run button, but you pick, you end up. Learning there's all these things you could always innately do. And my frustration, I'm just walking through slashing the same things over and over again. Well, because you're not going the right way. And there's all these, you haven't experimented with the controls at all. And there's all these things, capabilities you have. And I did, after a couple hours, really admire the way the game unfolded. Because it's, I thought I'd done everything. I'd done every combination with the buttons I could do. And it's just like, no, you didn't. You, okay. No, you okay. didn't. If you didn't give this game enough time. Yeah, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Before we get more into this, who's yeah. joining us for this oh, segment? Yeah. Speaking of giving time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's me. It's it's Brendan Hesse. I've been on the show before. You can find me, you know, at, at GameSpot and Lifehacker and on YouTube at The Crawl. Uh, that's probably where, you know, most of my cool stuff is. But uh, yeah, that's that's who I am. Amazing. And who else? Hey, it's Tony Wilson from Framework. I like Tunic. I didn't play one Nick, so I hope you know I still yeah. picked up all the <laughs> very much. Spiders. This is not made by Rare. They didn't do yeah. that. Looking <laughs> forward to three Nick. I think that's where the formula really gel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Con- continue. What were we saying about the game? It, uh, uh, that, that, it's well, boring we and it saying, sucks. We were it saying Chris th- didn't give enough time, and I'm mm. like, that's the one thing this game sort of requires is is enough yeah. time for the reveal. Like, yeah. and it, it hints at that stuff earlier, like the whole. Collect, you'll start to collect these instruction book pages that, mm-hmm. that harken back to uh, what this game is, by the way. Chris mentioned the Twee Voxel Horseshit. It, it looks like a Zelda-like on its surface. Yeah. And then you realize it ends up being sort of a Fez-like. Like, it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it has yeah. so many layers upon it's, layers of this game. Yeah, it's with, sort of like... And I hate to say this because it's like the cliche thing, but also with like Dark Souls combat. Yes. Like it, sure. It is yeah, also yeah. very much it, that. It, it feels it's, it's very a, much like a Zelda Link to the Past-like when you play it. And I, I, I remember I had that same feeling initially. It's just like, yeah, this is kind of shallow and silly. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. And then, yes, you play it more and it begins to reveal more of itself to you that it's, it's, it does have these souls elements. It does have these Fez elements. It has like an entire invented language that Mm -hmm. pops up constantly in the game. Sometimes it's translated, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. Fans have come up with a cipher so that you can like, you know, interpret 
what people are saying and get a get, get the rough gist of what the plot is. But it's entirely possible to make it through this entire game without having a shred of a clue what's going on. It's very similar to Hyperlight Drifter in that way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we, we talk about, like, you know, unfolding and discovering as you go. One of the coolest things to me was realizing, like, oh, this tunnel was here the entire time. I mm-hmm. could have circumvented this. This shortcut was here the entire time. And, like, you just don't know until you and sometimes find it by accident. And there are so many things that I know I I didn't even find. So many shortcuts I know I didn't find. It makes me, like, sort of, you know, imagine what speedrunning could be like for this game. Because you really can mm-hmm. skip a whole lot. Of, like, there's... It's one of those games where you think there's one path through. But in reality, yeah. there's... You can take this game in several different orders. You know, which it might is, demand yeah, some harder fights but you can do it which is bizarre mm-hmm. considering my first half hour of this game like there's no playthrough <laughs> I, well, i'm stuck and this sucks and i'm bored and i'm slow and yeah, now imagine writing guides for it like two weeks before anyone else has it <laughs> yeah uh, that's gotta be it tough was a man difficult time <laughs> and, it, and by the way it does some of its reveals through like nes style manuals which yeah, the yeah. collectible yeah. manual. You're, you're finding pages, and like I love, I love just what this, what happens to the sound when you look at the manual. Yeah. The visuals on screen, like you can move the manual out of the way. Yeah. And and you can look behind and and you see like it's like a CRT effect with blurry pixels. So it's like you're sitting in a room with in a game room in, in yeah. front of a yeah. TV and flipping through the manual. It goes to like a third did, person. I, yeah. I did want yeah. and it and it's weathered like you would expect a manual yeah. oh, of yeah. like the NES era to be, which is just such a nice just artistically. Mwah, and it, it made so I mean, nice. I, I, this is, this not is just, a great comparison. It's just uh, um I, I love the game Dust Force. And mm-hmm. I, I was working. Oh, yeah. I was working on the port and talking to the guys and like, what was you know, blah blah blah. What was the impetus behind this? And it was like, uh, most games make you unlock capabilities, but we wanted to like give you every single capability you had at the beginning, and have you not realize you had that until we asked you to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And Dust Force was very unclear and sort of like designed to be exploited by speedrunners, whereas this is part of the progression. And that was the game never. Never clicked with me on 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 the level of you guys, but like I did like the nature of the show. By the time it did click for me, I had to move on and play something else. But like once mm-hmm. it did, like oh shit, is the whole game this? That's really yeah. fun. You could yeah, be mistaken. Was, like I, I remember mm-hmm. I played it around the same time, Death as Death's Door, mm-hmm. and like very similar games. In you, terms you, of you and and that's the thing. On the surface, you might be mistaken in thinking like oh th- these are kind of the same game, and it's like no like. On the very surface level, they are, but there's a lot more, I think, personally, depth to Tunic in terms of all the reveals. And, and like Chris said, there is there's a lot of stuff that is kind of hiding in plain sight, like it's stuff available to you that you might not know about. There are abilities that you earn that you, you just can't do from the start, but there's the where the Fez element kicks in is like there's there's basically hidden puzzle stuff that stares you in the face yeah. pretty much as soon as you load into the world of this game that like once you get there and it granted this is like hour 20 or whatever you go holy shit like i have to go back to this map screen and and try this you know entering this combination of buttons and see what happens it's it's got that there's there's like i'm not joking there's like three or four layers of this game like Mm -hmm. there is a super secret collectible thing to get the really good super secret ending you have to collect all that shit it's it's wild how much is actually there you know yeah yeah absolutely like the thing for me 
my favorite thing in any game is that that realization that oh i could do this yeah. from the from the beginning right mm-hmm. um and that's mm-hmm. what this entire game is like i was just I, I remember very vividly walking around and i hadn't collected all the page for this yet but i i think i, I don't remember what button is like the b button if you're playing on an xbox controller and or maybe it's the x button and it your little dude he kneels down and he starts glowing blue and i was like okay what does that do mm-hmm. and i remember going mm-hmm. back and just like all right i'm gonna stop at this statue and i'm gonna kneel i'm gonna nail down or i'm gonna go to this you know this crypt and i'm gonna mm-hmm. kneel down and all of a sudden some stuff started unlocking and then okay that from that moment forward i was completely sold in this i was already very into it just mm-hmm. from like you know, a nostalgia point of view of like, oh, this is like old Zelda games. There's a little bit of Dark Souls in here. And I was way, I was way into that as well. And another thing that this game does that I think for me is, is just really cool. It's not necessarily something that I used specifically, but the accessibility functions in this game are so good. Like if, Mm. if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that sounds cool. I like, you know, adventure games. I like Zelda, but I don't like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. There's a whole options menu where you can t- tune the combat. You can even set it so that your character doesn't die through the whole mm-hmm. game. So yeah. if you just want to explore the world and take in the vibes, which is huh. like, this game is just vibes the game, that I would highly encourage people to, to like check this out and look at what kind of yeah. options there are there because yeah. um, I, I might do, because I was kind of frustrated by how much I died. And, like, yeah, to check some of the boss fights can get Boss, pretty, bosses are hard hardcore. bosses yeah. are hard yeah. in this game like straight up yeah presents like, itself is like cute just relax a little bit ah you're fucking dead like yeah. a, right yeah hey fight there this tank now there. yeah get yeah. ready to hear this a lot <laughs> that horrible death shriek yeah. uh, i also i also do have a sound of the power of prayer in this game I think you you called it you called them crypts maybe they're those just like big blocks sticking up out of the ground with like weird gems or lights on them or something and then when you mm-hmm. pray yeah they they light up and go into the earth and then it it powers something up and not to get too spoilery but you do see like how those are assembled and it's like oh this is so much more sinister than I realized oh gosh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you said not to get too spoilery because then that'll affect how I say the next thing I really like mm-hmm. about this game uh and, and Matt you touched on this a little bit but I for me personally, this game has the single greatest puzzle of the year. There's, I think they call it like the golden path, but mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like what Matthew indicated there. It's it's how you get like the true true ending of this game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, and it's, yeah. when you realize how that puzzle is solved, and it's another one of those things like this was here the whole time. And wow, what a cool way to solve a puzzle! Very Fez like in the way you have to enter, you know, the 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 solution of the puzzle and stuff. Uh, yeah, just my. One of my favorite moments from the year, and easily my favorite puzzle. Uh, I think this game time. does every one of those kind of tricks, other than asking you to turn off your console at some point. Like it's yeah, one of those right. games back yeah. in the day that would be like, yeah, yeah, just actually hard reset the cart, and that is the solution yeah. to a puzzle. Like it never asks you to like, do that. But. It's a game too that like you don't realize uses every button because you yeah. don't mm-hmm. you don't feel like you are. Then you realize like, oh wait. I could have been using the D-pad the whole time to do this. I, I, and and, and I, don't worry, that's not a spoiler, because you're not going to know what I mean when I say well, that. Unless I you they they kind of like fake you out, because at the beginning there's all those signs that say, like, this is how you swing your sword, this is how you dodge and attack, mm-hmm. yeah. and you never think to use the other ones. And mm-hmm. and if you do, you know, yeah. half the time they don't do anything, and then you yeah. 
you go like to you those can, other you spots. Can, you won't be able to go anywhere, but you can like go. You can fast travel. You can get to that hub like from the moment you start the game, basically, if you know right. what to do. But the game doesn't tell you that. And well, it's it, interesting too. Yeah. Like the main collectible teaches you how to play the game. Like that's also something I don't think I've honestly ever seen before. That's like, the beauty the of this of game. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. basically there will be literally you don't collect the manual in order. There's there's pages right. that right. that you've skipped over, and then some of them like they might show you one more layer to the game and then when you get like the other half of that page like it's another layer to the game it's just like yeah it's so smart how they gradually teach you to play the game over the course of 20 hours for when they are ready to reveal that yeah. secret the, to you i think the you know? table of contents is like one of the last ones you get it or is something like it that. is like yeah. it is it is like yeah. really purposefully out of order in that way yeah. well like you'll get maps for underground levels that you might not go to for another, you know, hour yeah. or two, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know what this is. And then you'll yeah, open it yeah. up when you're in there, and you, there's a little icon. You're like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm actually here. All right, and I cool. kind of, and I love too that sort of each map is different, like stylistically. Yeah. That they're all di- different. Like some are printed isometrically, some are top down. There's one that looks like an old school like graph paper sort of D and D dungeon in the way yeah. they right. drew it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I love just like yeah, like the variety of that too. Yeah, and they ha- they have like notes that are helpful, kind of like somebody scribbled them under the. It's the like arch. you rented yeah. the game. Like I used mm-hmm. to rent a ton of games as a kid because I couldn't afford yeah. to buy everything. Yeah. And yeah, but I I feel like yeah, one thing I wanna I, I don't want to downplay like how good of a just straight up hack and slasher this is because mm-hmm. you know it's not just a gimmick game. Like there is a really really solid just satisfying action game under here mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just very very well designed and once you get into you know the rhythm of hacking and slashing and rolling and using your magic it's just a lot of fun to play yeah. even if you're not like that invested in in the puzzles and everything else yeah i think my only complaint with any of that is is the counter in the game is really weird like mm. the timing on it is it's 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 very specific. You have to essentially anticipate that an attack is coming. It's not like a, a parry where you do it before you get hit because it has this really long wind-up. So I never got that down. But, you know, you do get a sword, a shield. You get a shotgun, if I remember correctly, <laughs> yep, at some yep. point. Like, they give you a lot of tools to play with. <laughs> Shout-out to the librarian. Cool boss fight. Yeah, One of the best of yeah. this year. Oh, and, <laughs> and yeah, I, I still am kind of reeling from the strangeness of... Walking into a dark tunnel, just pitch black, and ominous music plays, and this guy comes out. Big skeletal ghost fox thing. And he's the merchant. He sells you things. (laughs) Yeah. Like the most terrifying entity in the game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first time I walked in, he popped up and went, "Uh uh-uh, no. And I immediately walked right out, like, whatever that is, I'm not ready to face it. And turns out, yeah, he's the merchant. Yeah. 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 It's it's It's, super unsettling. It's like Bongo Bongo from from Ocarina of Time, if it was like a, a, a fox corpse like mm-hmm. it's, it's and, a terrifying and like a little thing. bit a little bit france from dark souls like, yeah. yeah well I, yeah. I think why it scared me originally is like there's very early in the game there's a similar segment where you're walking into a darkened tunnel and then you come across like it looks like your mom or something trapped behind oh, kind right. of the glass it's oh, like yeah. a giant version of a fox that, that's staring back at you mm-hmm. and so yeah when you go with for the second time you're expecting that and all of a sudden this giant skeleton face swoops in out of nowhere you're just like nope i'm out i'm yep. done yep. I'm- <laughs> Yeah. The other thing I would want to just quickly point out, uh, Chris mentioned earlier, talking about uh, Dust Force. Oh, same, the same group did the music for this game, and I That's, really, oh, I really yeah. enjoy the That's soundtrack. That's what reminded me of it. Yeah. 
I love yeah, that sound. So um, ACDC, I, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in Black. Oh, it's a name? classic. It's one of the only albums in my iTunes. Hold on. Yeah. Once it is called the album that is Fast Fall from Lifeform. Right. And then Tunic mm-hmm. was also from Lifeform and, and Janice mm-hmm. Kwan. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Sweet. Uh, learned something new on this show. Interesting. Um, but anyway, Tunic is amazing, but we should move along to... Number four. That is <laughs> you yeah. kicking ass and saving a follower in what game? Cult of the Cult Lamb. Of the lamb. Cult this, of the Lamb. This could be on your list just for audio design. I swear that the, the yeah. soundtrack is so good. Lo- lo- oh love the, the sort of underwater audio effect when you get hit. Like, oh, so just, it's yeah, just great. It's, it's also well, that, 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 that's the thing. In a year without Hades or Hades 2, mm. this was my Hades. Yeah. No, yes, that, but yeah, also... This is this year's inscription of like, there's no game that makes you feel. It's like this game feels evil and nefarious in Mm -hmm. kind of a funny way. Something unwholesome and cursed about it. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's it's, there's a lot of faintly satanic imagery in Cult of the Lamb. But who's joining us for this segment? I'm the uh, sweetly satanic Steve Gunley. Oh, and where can people where can people hear more of you, Steve? Uh, so I'm on a show called We Universe. Uh, we are just wrapping up our series. The final episode of the entire show is going to be airing on New Year's Eve. So uh, we're just about done, but we have about 350 plus episodes for you to go back and listen to, including a whole series about the Nintendo 64, a whole series about the Wii U. And on Patreon.com slash Ultra64Pod, we've got just everything. Uh, we cover anything that kind of uh, crosses our minds. So, Inclu- Including a show about Breath of the Wild that Chris Michael and I are on recently. You absolutely yes. did. Right. E- easily our best episode with uh, our three best guests. Wow. Right. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm trying to plug how good Steve is. Like He's done most oh. of the 80s and death stuff on, on the Laser Time Patreon in... Doing the Dark Crystal, Last Unicorn, all that stuff has been so much fun, man. No, Steve, Steve's one of our guests that, like, no matter what the topic is, I'm like, well, Steve will be good because he knows a little <laughs> some, bit of something about everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Steve has no outside life. He, he lives indoors like the rest of us. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I well, mean, you're, you're, you're very you kind. Did you just Crosby s- to disguise <laughs> Just nuts roasting on a Wii universe. Yeah, I don't want to downplay our, our other guest, who's also ex- oh, the extremely the knowledgeable. Guest, yes. Yeah, yes. come on. Chop liver over here, Tony yeah. Wilson. No, <laughs> because, Thank you. I mean, no, when, you, when you create video essays on a channel like Framework, you also I have do. to know a little bit of something mm-hmm. about everything. I do. I was going to go with sweet little Protestant boy, Tony Wilson, but I had to go for the for the FOMO joke instead. The guy I know who sees, <laughs> who sees more movies than almost anybody I know, Tony Wilson. This game was a surprise, I think. Yes. yes. Mm. It is a, a roguelite combined with an Animal Crossing style village building sim. And the the entire time you are a lamb, a very cute little lamb who is sacrificed by four gods, each of which has been maimed in some way. And it's it's a very menacing start to the game. This, these these horrifying monsters with bandaged faces are talking to you and saying like, ah, we've captured the last of of his yeah. breed, and now he shall be sacrificed and making whale noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
big guy comes at you with an axe and he swings it and suddenly like i love just the the seamless transition there like one second you're on this sacrificial rock and then the next like you're just in some sort of like all white neither world and talking to uh, the one who waits like like, like death it was like death door it was like mm-hmm. uh uh goddamn hades and and i feel like the little bit of uh binding of isaac flavor in yeah. there yes too. a lot mm-hmm. of binding and, and there, of isaac there would be like yeah. uh less animal crossing flavor if they didn't design the characters to look like animal crossing characters <laughs> and I have a rough relationship with Animal Crossing, which I played dozens of hours of. And I just have to say, like, Animal, Cro- I get it. Animal Crossing, like, Bill, do whatever you want. And this is this game, at least, is like, here's some objectives. Do this with your, t- <laughs> do this with yep. your town. Build this. They have they have needs. Uh, do this. God, it feels refreshing to do that in an Animal Crossing game. But Gold. I love so like the the villagers in this game though they're they're not like Animal Crossing villagers where no they're not supposed to be your friends they're resources and the game tells yeah. you that it's yes. like hey these are your followers you've converted you are meant to exploit them yes. for things they're, basically yeah, idiots to, don't feel yeah. bad for them use yeah, well, yeah. in Animal Crossing you want to be friends. Mm-hmm. And you get to be friends. And Cult of the Lamb, you want to be friends. In a couple hours, and you'll realize you will never be the friends to <laughs> no. these people <laughs> because of the power dynamic. And you will like put them into force. So, so don't, like, don't I, I, I pretend to be don't, their friend I, to raise their spirits, but you right. will yeah, never I, be you their friend. You can marry one, which yeah. is a very like uh, Keith Rainier thing to do. You can marry a many of them. And I, I, yeah. I tried never to. It's a really easy out to sacrifice a non-believer in front of mm-hmm. all the other ones. Oh, the hair, yes. yeah, the ones oh, yeah. who you yes. can either the imprison dissenters. them, yeah, you can re-educate yeah. them, or just straight up kill but them no, to get them to show. Instead, I, I yeah. benevolently tried to put them in a stockade and make an example of them in, in front yes. of the other yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. same, but, but even same. even sacrificing can be a positive if you convince them that, like, no, there is another life beyond this. You're going on to something better when this happens to you. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. That yeah, the, there's the the smooch is like the sacrifice person's like, all right, bye y'all, and like walks yeah. into the pentagram, and then is like you know grabbed by a bunch of tentacles and sucked down below. But it, it's all very you know nudge, 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 wink, wink, and that's that's the thing about this game is it's like. There are all these cult satanic trappings, but it's mm-hmm. done in this like cute guise where it's like, eh, this yeah. is come on, don't if you take this That's seriously, you shouldn't thing. play this game. Like you're yeah. an asshole, you know. It's- there, there really is kind of like a meta narrative where you are really getting a sense of what it feels like to be an actual in real life cult yeah. leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you can kind of, I found myself sort of justifying my actions overall because my followers were happy to do this thing I was asking them to do. They were sacrificing themselves. They were excited and pleased to do so. And I'm just cynically sitting here, like, running the numbers on this. Like, mm-hmm. do I need this much resources yeah. for this person's life? How and much so faith this will this weird, reward like, it, It's It's incredibly dark, but yes, it's also, yes. like, so cute and funny that you have a hard time yeah. getting too upset about and, it. And, there's and, a that certain... it, and then it it leads you to that point, right? Like, unless you're, right. like, a psychopath, mm-hmm. you'll jump into the game not necessarily thinking that way about it at yeah, first. But then I, I want this guy on, to be a farmer. when it starts to click. Yeah. Exactly. But then you realize, oh, no, 
these are cogs in the wheel. This is human capital, as billionaires mm-hmm. would call them. You know, like let's just yes. put them to work. <laughs> I should set up beds in a uh, conference room for them for when I ask them to work overnight, and then complain that the city of San Francisco is cracking down on that. I don't know why; it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I never I, uh, read the Twitter was... files, but it's funny that I announced them, isn't it? Because they're a big oh, nothing burger. That guy, what an asshole! Yeah. <laughs> and I do like, I do like that. Um, you get to sort of like kind of choose lesser of two evils a lot of the time. Like when you yeah. issue yeah. the doctrines, and it's like yes. you have a choice, and it's like, mm-hmm. do you want your cult to be able to eat? each other or grass and i was right. like well okay i'm gonna go with the grass i feel yeah. less bad <laughs> right. about feeding them grass than human body parts yeah but then like as they go that on feels they like get a slippery like, slope yeah, yeah but then as they go on they get like a little darker and darker you know you're like neither one of these is good like i remember i chose the like you know the first time i you know we talked about sacrificing a dissenter right like the first time i was like okay i don't feel bad about this one because like that that's like it'll raise the faith. I'll get I'll get rid of the dissenter. It's fine. Like mechanically, it's fine. But then as it goes on later, you realize like, oh, there's more reasons to do this that I wouldn't ever justify in real life. But in this game, where the you know where the lamb looks cute, even when it's creeping around with a mean face, even when it's doing you know, it's still adorable. So let's just can go I for can it. I yeah. I just want to say this. I love this game when it was broken on consoles. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, because I, I waited to play was, until like, it's no longer broken. It was even even the Xbox Series X version was broken, and like you could only bring certain a certain you could bring six people into the church and power them yeah. up. Which so that's kind of annoying when you want to yeah. sacrifice a dissenter. It's like yeah. oh, this dissenter isn't like one of the he didn't six come that was in. randomly brought into the sermon, or like or like this guy is on death's door. He only has like one day left. It was it was frustrating, and so like what what Tony was talking about like. I never had to make those decisions because by the time the game fixed itself, I already had a vibrant farming community with like plenty of stuff. And I only had yeah. to like do that stuff because uh, you would go on quests. And it's like, I think the only thing we thought was the flaw in the game, we're, the, we're not even talking about like, it is a fucking Hades clone. Like once you mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> get into the yeah. gameplay, yeah. you leave your Animal Crossing area and rather than catching bugs or cutting down trees you fucking oh it's war I can sl- yeah, I you, can get, slash. you get randomized weapons and spells yeah. and like here to go, yes. go smash up some monsters it more, it's more like binding of isaac or even enter the gungeon at that yeah. point yeah. it's like yeah we're gonna throw you in this in this uh, uh proc gen dungeon feels like a zelda one the thing of. where it's like you yeah. know room after and the room only, the only slide against it it's yeah, like yeah. it's like playing a sonic game he's like you're doing a spin dash over San Francisco. It's like, hey, your chow is hungry. Like, I don't care. Like, right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The notification <laughs> system. You, yeah, yeah. Which you yeah. guys mentioned to me, which I, I wondered because I played it so much later than you, if they patched it so it happens less. But it's like, I see those notifications on the left side of the screen, but they don't really bother me because I just know, okay, once I'm out of the dungeon, I'll, I'll address whatever yeah. that issue what, what, is. Yeah, I, I think it's incredibly well balanced because, you know, Hades had a little bit of that. They had that interim world where you can go and talk to people, accept new side quests, things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. This one gives you a whole fully functional little game that's almost completely separate from the other game. And yeah. it works so that neither one ever overstays their welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're getting tired of managing your village, go hack and slash some shit for a while. Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. tired of hack and slash and go but, deal but, with your village yeah. for a while. I would only while. say that because, like, I had a hard time playing Pikmin because to play Pikmin is to lose Pikmin. Uh, yes. It, don't get it. <laughs> yes. Don't get attached. It's like it's yeah. with yeah. the yeah. saddest death sound and the in the most tear jerking little ghosts when they float up out of the water. Yeah. You, I will you, say you're, my, you're my right friend, in the fact when, when you're in the combat world, it's like chrysanthemum is sick. 
or hungry. Right, they right, might die yeah, in yeah. a day. And like, do I go back and tend to one of fifty? Well, no, because you can't go back. You you just have to plow through to the end you of that. You can go back in between every every. Level. I, that, that's what's weird. Is it but, but it's also like it'll show you, you a branching pathway. Like, well, I can just find another follower, and you can. It's true. I mean, you can get like an eject power at some point. Like mm. that does exist. But they also but show right, you right, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah. you can free if you you're beating a boss you've already beaten. You will just get a follower. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, yeah I can lose. <laughs> I can lose the old guy. Like, I don't care. No, my, I, I, my, my favorite him. summation of your attitude toward your followers in this game is summed up by a friend of the show, Mike Grimm, at Pseudobred, who says, Cult of the Lamb, Hour 1, on Twitter. Uh, OMG, look at my cute little followers. Cult of the Lamb, Hour 10. Employees found talking during work hours will be sacrificed. <laughs> Employees <laughs> making requests of the lamb will be sacrificed. <laughs> HR training is at 3 p.m. Employees unable to attend will be sacrificed. <laughs> so, Michael, there is a game you and I played that we you put on the, on the show. Of the year list mm-hmm. that I, I want to see if you kind of agree with me. Is like This had that morbid humor that I loved in Graveyard Keeper. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, so it, much there's a this... lot of similarities with Graveyard Keeper, especially when you get into the sermons. Where, mm-hmm. like, yeah, in Graveyard Keeper, you also get to hold sermons for some reason, although you're not a priest, you're just a graveyard keeper. Right. And yeah, you, yeah. you get to Universal harvest life faith. church. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mail yeah, order but, even in the Middle Ages. And, but and but it's scratching feel, that itch of, like, you know, town wor- town simulator with mm-hmm. this weird, morbid, like, theme, you know? It's like, but it, 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 it still works. One, one of the dumb know? things I, I, I found, like, just this week in talking about Cult of the Lamb with uh, people I encountered. I'm seeing someone with with kids, and I'm I'm talking to people with kids. Our, our demographic, what we like, doesn't always overlap with kids, but we liked Animal Crossing. And when when kids heard your gothy kids, the kids who don't like sports, discovered there's a a game like Animal Crossing, but you kill people. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Like, holy shit! These these 15 year olds love this game. They fucking love the Kid, idea. Kids of this who game. watch yeah. Wednesday is what you're yeah, saying. The kids right? who watch <laughs> Wednesday yeah, yeah. love it's, this fucking game. It's edgy as fuck. And like, yeah, if I were a teenager, yeah. I'd be like, oh man, this game's fucking metal as hell. This game's I, so fucking satanic. I, I honestly feel like it's sort of a gateway to roguelikes for that reason, right? Yeah. Like, like it's like like on the scale of roguelike, like, yeah, the bosses can be difficult and the runs can be challenging, but like, you know, compare this to a Hades or like a pure rogue, right? Something like that. The difficulty isn't that far, and you can do, you know, like we said, you can split your time between that and the village. So, like, I mm-hmm. feel like this will be the introduction for a lot of people to a proper rogue. Not that this isn't a roguelike, but I feel like this is yeah. going to open the door for a lot more people to get into like your sort of undiluted roguelikes yeah, you know i, even, I even found it very kids kids like have... i rare i struggle with roguelikes like i enjoy it as a genre but i rarely like beat them or play all the way through mm-hmm. to them because there yeah. is so much of a grind to it this mm-hmm. game i 100 percented. i got yeah. the, the platinum oh, wow. trophy on this one because oh. like i well a i got really absorbed into it but it, it's it doesn't it isn't so overwhelming on the roguelike mechanics like you can just yeah. kind of dive into it and uh it, like yeah so exactly what you said i think it is a good intro one even better than hades would be yeah, yeah. Hades is like it's like twenty five percent more hardcore. <laughs> exactly. All exactly. my friends' yeah. kids who don't yeah. like sports have at least heard of this game. Yeah, hey, Hades <laughs> is way more combat centric. This game is is very the combat is is fine, but it's it's not yeah. what you're there for. You're there for the yeah. the blend of the combat with right. the the town building mechanics and, and, and that the combat feeds into the village vice versa doesn't exist. Like it only the loop the rogue only feeds into the village. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and I, I do think they don't blend perfectly, but uh, that's why there should be another one. 
Be- sure. Be- because yeah. the things you, the things that happen in your village should should enhance your quest, which they don't at all, really. I mean, you're you can convert your faith into like upgrades and things like that, but yeah, it, it is it, kind of a minimal. It's impact. tongue in cheek, like uh, yeah, your 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 followers are chum. Feed them what you need. But then at some point, it's like, well, I've kind of maxed out everything, and I can't really do anything else with this village, but I do have these quests left. I do think there's a better marriage to come from a follow-up. Um, yeah. That, mm. Less an update, but more of a follow-up. But I, I had one of the best times of the year. This might be my favorite new game of the year. Like, I, yeah. I, I loved it. I could see this having a DLC that somehow marries the two sides of this game although i did read online one perspective someone had said like this game gives you a choice you can either kind of focus on the combat you know dungeon diving stuff or really focus on your time on your town like it it, the reason they're not so interrelated is you you can kind of just choose well how am i going to get most of my resources from this or from that so maybe that's why they do it i do like one of the interesting things about this game so again you spend a lot of time in combat sometimes you will free potential villagers that then become your cultists uh and you know it it understands forgiveness is powerful so you can at certain points you you'll fight many bosses and you can't do this with like the main bosses that the heretics the the deities that you're fighting against but you can once you defeat these awful monsters uh they will turn into recruitable characters and you can forgive them and turn them into new cultists Just start whimpering and no, oh, no. And th- this might be the cutest character designs in the entire game. Oh, They might be the cutest, you said? I think they're kind of the cutest, right? Yeah. They, they look like little fluffy, like Cthulhu monsters. Yeah, they're, they, they're, they're like little Muppets, but then they have like horrible tusks and things yeah. jutting out of the tops yeah. of their heads. Michael, did you have a gun in that clip? Like, did your character have a gun at the beginning? Like, that was something was cracking really no, loud I, at the beginning I, I of that I think that, that was just, uh, you know, slashing the boss to death. Okay. There's yeah. a tiny nuance about this game that I really appreciate, and it goes, it ties into just this atmosphere and, and the mood that this game establishes, which is after you have your cultists, like, you can see on their face that they're not happy. Like they start to get little bags under their yeah. eyes, especially like if they're yeah. hungry, like, cause that's the thing. Inevitably shit will go wrong in your village. And when I say shit, I mean literally because your village mm-hmm. might yeah. get yeah. full of they, shit. They don't will... teach you how to build proper outhouses for a while. Yeah. yeah. People just shitting everywhere. Your town and will every be full once of in shit. A while you'll have people a, get you'll sick. Have a... Yeah, every once in a while you have a follower who will come up to you and say, I think it would be really funny to cook some shit in a bowl and feed it to this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. there's some villagers like, I would really like to eat some shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got yeah, a, no, an achievement today yeah. for uh, feeding the remains of a sacrifice to my villagers. And, like and a, they will cannibal die achievement. immediately, like, but, you, but like, yeah. you will get points it's, for fulfilling yeah. their goals. <laughs> but also, yep. at the same time, you're going to see some of your followers like, advance into old age and die of natural causes which in like, this game by the way fuck you game is over 45 years old is considered old age and useless for a villager <laughs> but but also you if if you're attached to a certain villager like oh man i don't want to lose the first boss i killed as a follower you can bring them back and, and uh, like well. death has no sway over you it's it's no escape from me 
My my yeah, friend, even I, I, my death, friend bought... they don't get to escape the no, cult. Like, no. that's yeah. the sad get back no, here. No. There's farming that needs to be done. <laughs> no. Fuck you. No, my my friend downloaded this game on my recommendation, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I started off like naming every character after my friends and my pets. Oh, and don't all do that. Fictional characters. No, you oh, don't want to. No. You don't want to name. It's like goldfish. You really don't want to name mm. these guys. No. Butterscotch wanted to eat me. <laughs> I'd say the only unrealistic thing about this game running a cult is you're not trying to milk them for as much money as they're worth the entire no. game. Uh, you can collect an offering though, right? Yeah, isn't yeah, that a, yeah, isn't yeah. like a shakedown? You can you can kind of decide like through your doctrines if you want to be a more cash based cult that or uh, or like a more <laughs> of a nature uh, cult. Yeah. yeah. I, I the and there's like that one perk too where you can like individually shake down people for cult too. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, it's pretty funny. And, and again, I I, I think um, there's a better balance this game will probably build as it goes on but i am 100 percent done with it i i never did that i i would just please people and they would bring me more money hmm. for for pleasing them it was it's, it's such it's such an interesting system like i would it can't be fixed in a patch it like there has to be a new game a new game yeah like mm-hmm. plus it's got a fishing mini game so uh yes yeah. a, and good, a, decent a good one, one. Mm-hmm. A decent which one. uses yeah. start stardew valley's fishing system by the way which is a good fishing system yeah um yeah. i'll just give i mentioned it briefly but just another another shout out to the soundtrack too okay. like it's it's so good, it's good. Uh, specifically i wanted to look it up make sure i had the right one the the anchor deep track which is mm. one yeah. of the um one of the one of the four zones you go to Anchor Deep One is just it's it's real good, guys. The music in this it game might be is my favorite awesome. soundtrack of I mean, the year. Period. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'll mine, say like hundred percent with games like this, I tend to play them on mute, like while I've got a podcast going or something like that, mm. you know. But this game, I kept the volume on the entire time, like even though it's mm. just the same kind of like annoying little uh, follower <laughs> noises because it's just yeah. it sounds so beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I, I will yeah. say this: so this is one of those games I didn't play right away, and Michael and Chris both said, "No, this is a Matthew Allen game. You should be playing this." They kind of know my taste by now. Like this is. I've learned yeah, this you're about myself. Animal I'm a very Crossing s- in 2022, you fucking maroon. I'm a very oh, systems at- focused gamer. I love gamey games. I don't love talky story games. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this game is like all about the systems and and the weird indie nature. And this is we should say this is a Devolver digital game, so it very much has a lot of that kind of Devolver edginess, if you will. But sure. I fucking this is a great game. It, it's um, I I wish I would have started playing it sooner, and yet. Because I waited, I didn't play when it was quite as broken as apparently Chris experienced earlier in the year. So if that console, drove you yeah, the away, console version, you could not. But even when it was broken, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. But if if that drove you away, uh, now's the time head back because I'm not experiencing yeah. any of that stuff at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, I, I played it on PS5 and didn't have any issues with it, but I did read about like some issues that were actually blocking people from getting. The yeah, I, I did, and yeah. I did. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I'm playing PC, on the series. I had X. no. I, I was on PC. I had no issues, but I heard the Switch was a nightmare for folks. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't get on Switch. No. But get it somewhere else. It's get great. it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah. Good game. Awesome game. But we should move on to number three. Should have known it was going to end this way. God's sixth sense of humor or something. People like me don't get second chances. But if I did, I swear I'd do it right. Huh? I swear I was just in the middle of something. Can't remember a thing, though. Where the heck am I? Do I know these people? Do you indeed. Uh, had a second chance you do it right by slaughtering all the demons in heaven? What game is this? I'm not Neon sure. White. Neon White. I'm just questioning 
The people who speak for God in America don't seem to acknowledge God would ever have a sense of humor. Like, mm. that God would be offended by vibrators in Walmart. <laughs> I didn't invent your vaginas to be touched! <laughs> hey, you down there, what do you do? What do you no. do when you get that piece of plastic away from your Your vagina's cube? a male baseball glove! Don't put that in there! Don't put that in there! Uh, and I do, I well, just want to... hole is not a toy. I want to say, uh, also acknowledging criticism of me, I've been on record saying story isn't important in games, and mm. what I should have said is that story is not important to me. And this mm. game simultaneously tests my patience, and like, I'm really glad I listened to that cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> How can you appreciate the game without hearing enough yellow? Yo! I didn't think I'd actually get to save your life this fast. You really gotta be more careful, bro. Here, take my hand. You didn't save Jack, dumbass. It was an act. An act? Yeah. To see how easily I could have sliced you in two while you were preoccupied with saving me. You shouldn't be so damn trusting. <laughs> you freaking crack me up, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, that character, Yellow, is like... The, the prototypical annoying bro, but, like, he kind of grew on me yeah. a lot over the course of this game and its story. We should probably say a little bit about what this is for people who haven't played. The best. Neon White. One of the biggest surprises uh, for me of the year. Yeah, yeah. So one of the people who designed this is Ben Esposito, who previously worked on Donut County, which was also, like, a huge, hugely fun surprise Katamari-like mm -hmm. game. This is nothing like that. It is a very high-speed shooter where the challenge is to get through a series of very elaborate FPS platforming levels as quickly as possible using a variety of skills and abilities that take the shape of cards. Yes. And, and you can either use the cards as weapons or you can discard them to get certain abilities like a double jump or a stump or a zip line. I hate trying forward. to describe this yeah. game because it, it makes it it's it's so hard to describe in a way that doesn't sound boring because you either call it a it's a card game. Mm -hmm. But uh, but it's not it's it's a it, well yeah even this sounds boring. It's a puzzle platformer at its core. Like the shooting yes. is just the thing you do to solve the puzzles of how how to get through the levels the fastest mm -hmm. in the fastest time possible, but like even saying puzzle platformer, it doesn't do it justice because it's it's like a Twitch shooter combined with a puzzle platform. It's like, yeah, what if yeah. what if puzzle platform? Well, actually, splatformer. I should even say, like, mm. what if puzzle splatformer? But you have to be very precise with your movements because you. I mean, it's so funny. He, in that cutscene, he talks about getting a second chance. It's like you will get hundreds of other chances because you'll literally be shaving tenths of seconds off your time yes. to try to get like but gold that's, and uh, platinum. My favorite medals. thing about this game is that. Mm -hmm the more you play and the more you try to unlock, it will actually tell you, like, here's the path you should have been going down. <laughs> yeah, it gives you that yeah. insight. The, the, the yes. Like, after yeah. you get a certain uh, award, it's like, yeah, now you can Here's the little secret you're hiding from you, but you have to, like, be good enough to unlock that as well. But but mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. less hard to unlock that than it is the mm -hmm. Platinum time. And uh, for me, like, I love Jumping Flash. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen done with the first-person shooter, with the, with, the, with the first person game. And it's like, if that series had kept on going, <laughs> instead of dying, fizzling out of the PS1, it would look like neon white, mm -hmm. I think. Because it is just, how fast can I traverse myself 
through this game, it's not about shooting stuff. You can, but I've never found that. You can sacrifice your shot cards to do double jumps and midair dashes. Mm -hmm. You'll almost always be better off because it rewards time finish, not necessarily like people killed. Well, well, you, you like, do have to kill every demon in true, each true. level. And typically your discard, though, other than the double jump, they all kind of have the, the killing abilities, right? So that, that dash forward will just make you explode an enemy around yes. you. There's like a yeah. rocket launcher that also... Uh, I think, what's what's its its alt? Like, I'm forgetting now. The, it, it has a zip line. Basically. That's what it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, or, or a grappling hook, rather. And and I think my personal favorites are that and the, the shotgun that lets you turn into a fireball. So you, you can yeah, either you just, shoot things or you can blast right through them. You blast through them. Walls. Yeah. I do like the green gun, which is the submachine gun, but it's a stomp, which is mm-hmm. like... Some of the most fun puzzles in that game are like, yeah, stomping on top of enemies or on yeah. top of explosive barrels, which then throw you up yeah. like many, many stories high to or, find or the Or even platform. just like, here's a very deep shaft. If you hit stomp while you're falling, you'll fall twice as fast and mm-hmm. finish that much more quickly. It's, right. it's exactly. absolutely insane. It's the most clever game, I think, that came out this year. The most new and weird uh, game. And it, I don't have an articulate way to say this, but like more so than... You know those types of games where like you like how the fuck am I supposed to do that? And then it slowly unfolds in you and you get you get better at the game very easily through the game's tutorials, mm-hmm. through the game through mm-hmm. through progressing through the story. It, it like it, it demystifies itself so quickly and, and like I used to say those kind of things about Elden Ring, but this is really neat. Like you will not be able to fathom how to complete a level when you start it, and by the time you're done with it, and like I could probably do that blindfolded. You will become so good yeah. at whatever this game is trying to make you do. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And you'll feel so accomplished having done it. It's No, the yeah. thing that's unbelievable is in addition to PC, the other platform for this game is the Switch. Switch. Yeah. And in a game where you're thinking like frame sixty frames is mandatory and the you know, blazing fast system, it's like it's on Switch and PC. I played it on Switch. It. And I, I I had no problem with it. I like I said mid year, this is easily one of my top three games of the year, mid year, and I, mm-hmm. I'm still there. It just came out on PS5. It came out this yeah. month on PS5. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, yeah. there's an incentive it, to go get it if you haven't already. And if if anybody s- thinks this sounds boring from the way that we're describing it's it, Matt's this is fault. what the game sounds like. Just FYI. one down that's an entire level start to finish we should yeah done immaculately we should say that like mm-hmm. by the time you're done with levels you'll look around what am i supposed to do i'm walking up this ramp and the goal will be to complete it in 11 seconds and you will and you yep. will it will never take you that long to figure out how to do it that's what's so cool because it it has those kind of like yeah. difficult times that most games like you got to be a Platinum level expert, true achievement man, and like that is not the case here. Like you will feel really good yeah. at this game when you are done. You will run through every level, I think at least twice. Well, most of most of them, except for like a few special ones. But you know, the first time 
just to finish it. If you're very lucky, you'll get gold and you won't need to go through mm-hmm. it again to get the best score. And then once you finish it, you've unlocked like, oh, the gift will appear. And what is the gift? The gift is a hidden item that you need to find so you can do Chris's favorite thing and watch no! more cutscenes. <laughs> and uh, yes, after you watch enough of these cutscenes, you will unlock the challenge levels for different characters that you were giving these Those gifts the to. Best. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Some of them are just like all surfaces are covered in spikes. How much momentum can you maintain? Can you find the path through this without ever touching a surface? That mm. sort of thing. It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. No, it, that that is <laughs> I I kind of sometimes on this show clown on visual novels. I'm just like, "Hey, they're not for me. Mm. I don't like reading my games and that's what's funny is between the levels, this game is very much a visual novel, but all the parts are acted, by the way, oh, yeah. they're, they're all voiced. But it's like, yeah, it, it kind of has that back and forth visual novel stuff. And it's it's anime as fuck, even though it's mm-hmm. not a Japanese yeah, developer. And it's, uh, yeah. it, but, but it's, every time it's just like really... There's a, to incentivize you to talk to people, unlocking those levels through gifts that people give you are some of the most fun batshit things you'll do in a video game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's also yeah the 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 premise is that you are a soul condemned to hell, and you are pulled into heaven to basically be an exterminator for a little while. And you, dead mortals, are what we refer to as neons, sinners. The god has judged most unfavorably. Wait, am I meant to be in hell? But fret not, for we have granted you an opportunity for salvation in our annual competition, The Ten Days of Judgment. During these ten days, you neons will use your villainous talents to annihilate the demons invading our holy land. And yes, you are a basically a resurrected hitman who's strapped with an explosive mask to keep you in line with the rest of the neons. It's a bit like Suicide Squad. And you are competing for a chance to stay in heaven for, I guess, a year. Or as White, voiced by Steve Bloom, puts it. Is this for real? Hey, guess what? You died and God thinks you suck. Go kill some (laughs) crap? That's the premise of the game. That's what I expect (laughs) to hear from St. Peter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and finally, we're not mentioning a game not only starring a white, but a neon white. He's <laughs> no, I'm whatever. Yeah. Not an incentive, but uh, the, all, all the characters are named for colors: neon, red, violet, yellow, green. Kind of, kind of a beautiful game, even on the Switch. The system that is the least beautiful right now. Absolutely inspired. I, I, I think it's worthy of like all the accolades. I really do. I love neon white. And, and again, as far as the social aspect. I feel like I had more conversations with Grimm through beating his high score and losing to his high score than we did throughout the year. Uh, this game is amazing, and I recommend it to everybody. I do like the the story of you know having to, to kill things in heaven, be an exterminator. I like the gradual discovery, because White is amnesiac, so you're discovering his backstory, and he seems to be part of some criminal gang like uh, and and something happened on this big robbery that they were all working on and if you get far enough into the game like it starts to maybe have something to say about like what happened during the i I guess transition from judaism to christianity and concepts of the afterlife yeah it's interesting i love it i can't recommend it has my highest possible recommendation for a vga person yeah yeah it's it's 
right it's up really there for cool. me. It is different. Really it is out of left field. It is just wonderful. And it's like 14 bucks, 20 bucks, something like it's, that. It's, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think full price, it's like 25 bucks or something. It's it's very, very reasonable, and, and you get a lot of game for that. So yeah, bottom line, Neon White is fucking amazing. One of the best experiences we had this year, but not as amazing as... Number two. That is the first few seconds anyone experiences in which game? Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. I'm a little ashamed to admit I avoided this game on purpose for a long time because I saw the... Screenshots. The, well, no, the, the <laughs> promo art. The promo art for it. And, like, oh, that yeah. number that is stolen art. That is, like, that is traced off of a Castlevania. That is traced off of Bayonetta 2. And, you know, I, I just thought it looked kind of ropey. And then when I saw the screenshots, yes, Chris, I also thought it looked kind of ropey. And <laughs> everybody started talking about it. And I have come around. It's like, okay, that stuff, it's not a ripoff. It's an homage. You know, people know where that art comes from. The sprites are meant to look like Castlevania, but they are not direct from mm. Castlevania and the game itself is kind of amazing. This is a game that wears its cheapness on its sleeve. Yeah. Like as, yes. as a feature yeah. you're like, "Hey, this game is developed by one person?" Yeah, you can tell. I wish yeah. we should introduce also- our guests for this segment. Who's joining us? <laughs> uh, I'm Steve Gunley surrounded by Bibles. <laughs> and- Hello, I'm Woody Siskowski. Yeah. <laughs> and where <laughs> can people hear you guys? Uh well, not they won't be able to hear us for very much longer, but uh <laughs> We have we have two shows, um, Ultra sixty four, where we played through every game on the Nintendo sixty four, and Wii Universe, where we played through every game on the Wii U. And we just recorded our last episode with you guys on Breath of the Wild. So check those out. You have a lot to catch up on. We do wow. many episodes. Also, uh, Patreon.com slash Ultra sixty four Pod. That's still up. Another hundred something episodes on sure. there as That's well. That's true. It was fun when you just randomly sent me money this month, and I'm like, hey, I didn't even record anything. Cool. <laughs> yeah, hey, woo. Nice. But a, a deep dive into... Franchises. Some of the more unloved Nintendo uh, systems. That's what I love about this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're showing, showing some love to the unloved. Mm-hmm. So Vampire Survivors, what what is it about this that makes it so goddamn great? I know what I think makes it great. Yeah. Yes. All of the teams of graduate level people who work their ass off on games for multiple years, and then this comes out. And just yeah. Like, hey, did you like Castlevania and Geometry Wars? Here you go. And like, it, this is it checks the fewest amount of boxes to be a game. Yeah, I know. And 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 and, and it's still like hilarious on what like what it takes to be a good interactive product, and it's completely addictive. And you can get through the game in, in, in just a couple of playthroughs, or you could dig in deeper but it's so fun you might want to discover the yeah. stuff in there and and it, I think it, it struck me i was real i realized playing it last night like this is a game you could play with an atari 2600 joystick yes all you, you need is that good. that confirmation and the ability to move because you just auto attack in every direction yes the idea I, of I, taking taking any precision attacks out of geometry wars and building up numerous arsenals through gradius style power-ups but you move around and you dodge but you depend on the timing of your weapon the weapons you want to do the work for you and you can even increase the timing of that the cooldown of that Mm -hmm. very neat 
and, but and then I also mean, you I, mentioned I, radius I, style power ups. It's it's also a little bit of MOBA because it's like little bit, when you yeah. get a power up, it makes you choose between three things, and so it's like it's that thing Hades had that we all love, which is you you create your build on the fly. It's yeah. like, do mm-hmm. I want to choose garlic or those revolving Bibles that Steve referenced? And it's like, oh yeah, it's like, well, what's your build look like? And and much like Hades, it's like, well, because there's luck at the draw here, it's like, you're going to have to choose different build types depending on what they throw at you. And eventually, because it's a rogue light, let me get that correct, not like a rogue light, they, there will be some things you can unlock that let you throw away certain things and say, hey, never put this garbage power in rotation again. I'm not going to use it. Although there are right. no garbage powers. That's, that's the other big secret. Yeah. So. The, cat, yeah. the cats kind of suck. The yeah. cats do suck a little bit, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. bird, I'm not a huge fan of the bird mm-hmm. thing either, but um, I, I think the secret to this game, I, after playing it way too many hours, and it's one of those games, by the way, that's like, once you figure it out, each run, it has kind of a maximum, it has a timer, and there's some overage yeah. time, which you can maybe go one or two minutes, but it's like, each run is basically capped at 30 minutes, and you will play theoretically uh, if you only limit to one session which is if you can that's like you're like the one person who can only eat one lace potato chip because it's like very (laughs) addictive but it's like yeah once you get good at this game it's a minimum 30 minute investment depending on how many runs you do but i think what its secret is is it takes the stuff you guys are talking about like geometry wars all that but every game of those types before this generation once you put too much on the screen it would experience slowdown, no matter how powerful your computer was, whatever running it. And that's one thing I noticed with this game. I'm like, my God, there's never slowdown when there never. should be. Like the screen is too full of shit. There is. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've taken screenshots to show how ridiculous this game can be. And it's like it never slows down once. And the reason it can do that is because of that quote-unquote cheap-looking art style it, 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 that is it very terrible. 90s. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that doesn't look good in screenshots. Google it right now and like, yeah. oh, that looks like shit. And like, well, I, it's on Game Pass, so trust me. Or it's like $4 on Steam, you know? Yeah. But there's so much shit on the screen. That's the beauty, you know? It's Yeah. I mean, I, I, I compare it to like an idle game. It really is just one step up from an idle game and it scratches the same itch because basically what you're doing is watching things multiply. Yep. Yes. You're watching to, to, numbers get bigger and more yes. things appear yeah. on the screen. And you're, exactly. you're watching yourself go from, uh, again, I'm going to play this sound clip. Yes. So those those whips are the, the rate at which you're starting whip attacks. Mm-hmm. Eventually, mm-hmm. you will get to ramp up to something more like this. Where all those pops are monsters dying. Yes. <laughs> and it, it gets to feel like, you know, bubble wrap, but, but in rapid yes. succession. <laughs> And that's exact. That's a great way. Bubble wrap filled and, with blood. Yeah, and it's like for whatever reason, like that second level, the li- the inlaid library, like you can get so incredibly op there that like I was just massacring everything and like you know everything except like the small garlic shield radius around my character is filled with monsters and I'm just annihilating everything. The kill counters yeah. skyrocketing, yeah. and I actually like stopped and texted you guys like, do you ever get so op in this? It gets boring. And then you said, like, you said, not boring, because I use that for exploration to find coffins. I'm like, holy shit, I'm supposed to find coffins. Yeah, that's that's the meta. That's the meta game is. But I I have had one session where whatever unique powers I had. So so the game has this 30 minute timer, like I mentioned, is once you're in overtime, these Grim Reapers, they're indestructible Grim Reapers. They show up and basically Mm. kill you. But I was so OP. They if as long as I kept walking, they could not kill me. Like I was I was knocking them back enough where I was like. 
okay, I'm about three minutes in overage time. I just need to stand still and let them kill me because I am getting bored of just, like, nothing happening because I'd, I'd, I'd explored the whole map. And that's one of the things about this game is, like, when you first start playing it, you have no idea that there is a map and that there are things to find on that yep. map. It just looks kind of like a game, like, oh, it's it's kind of going to repeat endlessly in every direction. It's like, no, it, it really doesn't. Like, there are there are things to explore and find on these maps that you will learn once you understand what the game wants you to do it's uh, mm. it's it's really cool that there are because chris mentioned is like well you can sort of beat it in a few runs it's like mm, not if there's a checklist yeah there's that a really giant shows checklist. you how much this game has to offer and it's like there's what like a... countless heroes to use countless yeah. levels bonus this game levels. had a really odd like discussion sort of directly with the developer because this is this is designed by one guy and it, it came out it was pretty popular like even when it was in early access mm -hmm. on steam and yeah. so as more and more people started playing it like there would there would be new patches to this game every week that would add kind of more quote-unquote end game content mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like what matthew was saying is like he went into this overage time where like death was not able to kill him and people were eventually able to glitch that into being able to kill death and yeah. then like the developer like oh people figured out how to kill death that wasn't what i intended mm -hmm. but i'm gonna put that in the game like i'm gonna make that a mechanic now and so like even though the basic gameplay is run around and don't die like once you get op enough it becomes sort of discover these weird arcane secrets and input in strange codes to unlock new other characters so it's like the way you play this game kind of shifts because first yeah. you're getting progressively more powerful just to be able to survive the 30 minutes. And then it's about, okay, can I survive the 30 minutes and get all these weird power-ups to like unlock this other weird character? Yeah. yeah I was amazed at how much it opened up. Yeah. Like yeah. it becomes, you're, you're, you start experimenting with combinations, you know, mm -hmm. which, which weapon configurations will unlock this certain new kind of weapon or like, you know, it, it, I, it, it's a game that's deceptively simple and then just really expands upon itself as you play it. Yeah, because yeah, the loop know, of like, this game, we should yeah. say, is is you walk around the map, and as Michael has played those clips, like you start off kind of firing a weapon, it's very slow, and every it's almost every enemy you kill leaves behind a little gem that rewards some, some XP. And as you level up, every time you level up, you get that choice. Okay, there's three powers available to you to choose from. There are, there are also treasure chests you'll find on yeah. the map, which can give you a power. There's uh, also... The, the treasure chests are such a great dopamine hit. I have a couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As that music plays, you see a counter going up that tells you how many coins you're getting. But did, do you have a clip from the disco version of you that? You know, I was about to say, that is kind of an anemic dopamine hit. Let's go for a bigger one. <laughs> too much yeah. <laughs> welcome to celebrity circus on nbc <laughs> that's like I, I got the castlevania vibe immediately because you're given this one character with a whip uh -huh. and then i was like okay i get it but how is this addictive and it's like you've unlocked the ability to use the whip forwards and backwards like what like yeah, <laughs> yeah. what mm -hmm. and then <laughs> now you've decreased the timing in between when you do the whip what now you're throwing now, daggers at the same time. Now, now the whip is like eight times the size, and this is like before you add another ability, in which you can keep adding on to. Right. Uh, but yeah, you don't physically enact any of these attributes. You just they have just to happen. learn. They, 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 they just happen, happen yeah. and you learn how to. 
how to uh, optimize how they happen around you. It's just so cool. It's like yeah. uh, it's it's fucking unbelievable. And I, I I I'm I don't think I played this the most of any game this year, but like. A game of this type, and, and just uh, because there was a game I wanted to talk about in Video Game Apocalypse, I forget what it was. It was like Holes or Blades or whatever. It was like the perfect arcade game, but like there was no arcade capable of putting this out forty years ago, and right. that's what this is like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No arcade technology could have displayed all the shit happening on screen, and it's this yeah, looks wonderful. like a Windows ninety five pack-in game like it, it should have been included with the windows 95 but let it play you know obviously never could have been done back then with the power available i mean systems. death really is the just the yeti from ski free if you think yeah about it. yeah pretty much yeah. pretty much but I, I do like the the progression of levels I've, I've only gotten as far as the third one full disclosure sure. the, the the mad forest like yes this is a good castlevania level the inlaid library oh perfect very spooky the dairy plant. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is that. The heart of milk magic. What the fuck are you talking about? All, all of the flavor and, like, ex, like presentation of this game is so unbelievably lazy. Like, the, the, the bonus levels are just kind of, like, thrown in. All of the unlockable yeah. characters essentially just become variations on nonsense words that just mm -hmm. kind of sound vaguely like well, I, Italian. I think, yeah, the game yes, is, yes. it seems very Italian. I don't know if yeah. the, the guy is Italian, I, but the, the character I names I, definitely I believe are. he is. His name yeah. is Luca Galante. Yeah, oh, so. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, like the, there's a Bayonetta uh, stand-in that is called like Punyala or something. And uh, But it's like this game so yeah. openly knows what it is. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't care. You just want to unlock a character to 100%. This. You don't care like what that character's flavor is like who right. gives a shit about that right. yeah. you just want you may or more... may not even use that character yeah you just want more numbers to go up like Hell you just yeah. want some some yes. more excuses yeah. to play this game and i had never thought of the idol game comparison that is such a great comparison mm. steve like that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean they, or it wasn't what you would you said that it was, no i was steve. So, but that yeah now whenever whenever someone makes that, an like, oh, insightful yeah. comment assume that it was steve that's it's like me that's like me and chris with michael just assume it if it was smart it was michael saying it if it was lazy and hacky it was me yeah sometimes sometimes on the show like chris will make an insightful comment and then later on he'll think it's something i said yes i it's that inborn humility i want to talk real quick about um the steam deck because i think that this game more than almost any other game could be viewed as the killer app on the steam deck that's like honestly yeah it's pretty awesome, you know, that you can play Elden Ring on the Steam Deck, but, like, that's not the best way to play Elden Ring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it, you're going to have a much better time playing on a nice desktop. But, like, this game feels so good on the Steam Deck. Like, it seems bizarre to buy, like, a 400 to $700 piece of equipment and then play a $4 game on it. But, yeah. like, I remember, that's like... That's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I There was one day where, like, I was had, like, severe, like, leg cramps. And I had just... I just laid on the floor, put my leg up against the wall, and played Vampire Survivors on my Steam Deck upside down. And I'm like... <laughs> This, this is exactly, like, <laughs> the level of attention that I'm able to pay to this right now. I totally forgot. That's the, another reason this this qualifies for the list, maybe. It's, this game, full price is only $5. Like, if, yeah. you, if you're on a budget and one... It started $3 in early access, and then once, it, <laughs> once he spent, like, months adding more features, he's like, 
jacking up the price, everyone. Be ready. It's going up to five dollars. But then I bought it on sale for two dollars. So yeah. like you're you're not gonna break the bank. I, I would honestly easily pay twenty dollars or more for this game. Like there's hours of entertainment. It's on Game there. Pass, so yeah, yeah, no additional cost. That's where I first played it was PC Game Pass, and then I was so happy when it came to Xbox. It was one of those weird ones like, wait, this is only on PC Game Pass? Uh, and then once it did, it's just like, yeah, it's um it is a great time waster, like I say, like thirty minute minimum sessions once you get to a certain level, but it's 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 never not fun. And there's always yeah. something new I'm I'm discovering about it every game session. It's like, oh god, oh, oh okay, there's a secret in this map. Oh, okay, you know, and that's sort of what you want. So I mean, no, that's the cool is... thing. You're you're never fully done with it. You always yeah. think you are, and it's such like a, a seemingly slight game. But, like, the more you dig into it, the more rewarding it gets. Like, you never feel like you're just going numb to... Even though you're not, like, doing a lot of input necessarily, like, you never feel like you're wasting your time or going numb on Yeah, a dev friend of mine, Eric, uh, this guy Eric, who works at Striking Distance, hi, Eric, um, he rolled credits, and I didn't believe him. He posted a screenshot of the credits to Twitter. I'm like, there's no credits in this game. What you? That's sure. ridiculous. <laughs> you can beat the game. I'm like, no, you can't. But there's still more stuff even after you do that. I just, I just love the way that this game kind of exists as a statement that, like, in 2022, where, like, you know, you get your Elden Rings and your God of War Ragnaroks, that it's like, all right, this one-button game where you just move around and looks like a shitty Genesis game is one of the most played games on Steam, just yeah. period. It's a great case like, for, like, gameplay being more important to some people and i'm one of these than than like graphics or audio fidelity or anything like that it's we're, like, yeah. we're not talking about that aspect of it there is kind of always a line you can make with this when you're having thousands of enemies thrown at you i just remember like i was on the phone with my girlfriend I'm like ho 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 <laughs> like like, like, I, like I, I made it i got through thousands i i, I weaved away through thousands of enemies and it's not something you reward yourself with in Geometry Wars because you're, you're you're trying to shoot things, but yeah. like you're being good at this game means you have to dodge, organize your weapons, you have to juke, juke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes you're like outrunning the herd of yes. enemies, whereas yeah. Geometry Wars is on a fixed fixed field, right? Versus this game scrolls. It's not endless, but the maps are gigantic. So the only, the only other game that gave me that feeling, by the way, was the old Serious Sam. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. sure. I can see yeah, that yeah, yeah. comparison. The, yeah. the, the goal there was like, we're going to throw a hundred enemies at you. How do you, how do you run backwards and shoot these things? That's what this <laughs> game does every second. And that's why the greatest item in this entire game is garlic. Yes. Gar thank you. Okay. Like, how many other games can you say that garlic is the most powerful weapon? The the first article I looked up said it was the worst weapon. I'm like, sorry, that's my starter. That's man. wrong. Yeah, that that's is wrong. always my starter. How, how do it you, adds the knockback ability, which yeah. gives you a little bit more time you for your weapons to kill them. Wade through clouds of vampire bats without the garlic to destroy them as you walk right. Th like that completely changes the dynamic. You're either yep. running scared from those things, or you're walking or through them and harvesting them. them. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, also well, a thing from mythology I've never understood because, like, I feel like if I was like seasoned with garlic, you know, I I vampires would want to be. <laughs> Like, as someone who in on me. just it watched has, this tasty, it, it, savory boy, it has as, purifying powers. So as they, someone yeah, who just watched it's a wonderful life for like the 80th time, it's did the, that happen in it's a wonderful no, life? No, no, yeah, it's you missed that part. It's just the only movie uh, made by an Italian man who uh, yeah. who like highlights Italian racism like in a classic film, which is something you don't normally see. And like you get to see Drew Barrymore's grandfather, like he's goddamn garlicated. 
uh, <laughs> garlic oh, eaters, right. like yeah. uh, buying homes next to us. Yeah, yeah it was us, me, my, the intestines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the characters in this is an old man named Poe, and like his starting weapon is just garlic. So it's like I love picking him, but at the same time, like, is, does he just stink because he's old? But he's, <laughs> but he's, right. he's are we reminded as... that the garlic clove looks like a butt in that? He's icon? given, <laughs> he's given he's like the garlic king of this game. He's, he's like, gotta eat your garlic supplements. <laughs> he's given the garlic, and I, I was playing as him as well. But he is so slow. He's slow. His very, his, yeah, his starting slow. ability is. He has the garlic, yeah. but he's half as slow as every other character. But there's a speed upgrade, and if you get that with him, he's he's perfectly fine. Also, if fun. you get powerful enough in this game, you never have to move. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. true. It's true. It's true. Dissolve as they come. Actually, this to game you. is is one of those games where it's like there were times where I was being careful how fast I was moving to give my weapons time to cut a swath through the enemies. It's like, if you go, if you run into them too fast, you're going to get chewed up. But it's like, yeah, let, give the garlic time to work against these guys with the bombs. That's, that's where you're getting your dopamine hits in this, is if you just have, like, this massive crowd of mm-hmm. Medusa heads, and you're just, mm-hmm. like, casually taking a little stroll through them, you know? Oh They're exploding God. and screaming, so and you're just like, la-di-da. It's, <laughs> it's, and I don't and wanna... it's like loot pinata, but with the gems are the loot. Like, that, that's the XP in this game, you're like, oh, when you see a a cache of gems from wiping out a crowd of enemies, there's like nothing better than just going and collecting all those things. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to get too airy fairy about it because I don't know how to really legitimately discuss like game design a lot of time. But but like we were talking about like the From software and the Zelda games, and like most games don't ask you to be better; they just give you abilities that make you better and this is like the ultimate joke on that like like, (laughs) you don't have to ever ever be better or understand the game anymore just unlock new shit and you become more powerful right to me it's kind of how fallout works like (laughs) there's no way to be like good at a fallout game you just unlock stuff and yeah. This is one of the few rogue lights, though, where it's like, so sorry, I, I should have finished the loop of this game is between runs, you'll get a bunch of gold and you can spend that on permanent upgrades for your characters to affect things like health, speed, number of projectiles you start with, which is like, dude, the the one upgrade I will go for every single time is, yes, I'd like another projectile. Like that is like a blessing in this game is, yeah, more shit to throw at these enemies. Yes, please. And it's like, that's what makes you more powerful for future runs and once you kind of start checking off all the boxes of that the permanent upgrade stuff it's like man this game really sings it's like oh okay yeah i see what they're and i I, I was shocked early game it's a little like i thought that that was the early game because you unlock all that stuff pretty quickly you can you can you get you get enough gold after a few runs and it's like yeah all of a sudden it, it has a multiplier, though. Like, the once you buy stuff, everything else becomes progressively more expensive. Right. So yeah. your, la- your last few upgrades, you're going to have to do multiple runs just to buy, like, one thing. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yep. But, uh, man, it's uh, this is like a masterclass in just design. You know, like yeah. game design. Yeah. Uh, that That's where, that's what this game is all about. It's, like, really tight game design, you know? It really is. It's fantastic. But we should move along to... Have you heard of the Finger Maidens? They serve the Two Fingers, offering guidance and aid to the Tarnished. But you, I am afraid, are maidenless. How does everyone know? What game is this? <laughs> Elden Ring, and I believe that was 
one fourth of its dialogue, the dialogue that I heard in almost two hundred hours of playing. So, <laughs> it was oh, it's the maidenless tarnish. Look at mm. you being maidenless. Mm-hmm. It was certainly one fourth of the community messages. Try finger, but whole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is joining us for this segment? Oh, uh, hi, it's me. I'm Brendan, freelance writer for places like Gamespot, Wired, uh, Lifehacker. I also make games and do some YouTube stuff. And hello, it's me, Cap Bailey, and the host of Acts of the Blood God. And also a news editor over at IGN. And Thank a little you. sick. <laughs> a little sick. Yeah. You're a champion, Thank you. Kat. Thank you again both for joining us, especially especially Kat, because, yeah, I know you're not feeling well. But Elden Ring, Elden our Ring. game of the Ooh. year, I'm assuming. Game of the decade. Yes. Game game, game of, of my life. Wow. Game of the I mean, millennium. It's, it's yes. a really it's, big fucking deal. I haven't said it's in Breath of the Wild, because it, it, I don't even think it happened much the generation beforehand, where I'm like, this is my... All time, one of my all time favorite games, if not my favorite game. Like, what if Breath of the Wild were about ten times weirder and looked about twenty times better? Mm-hmm. That's Friends, Elden Ring with comrades. good combat, where your swords don't break. <laughs> I am here to tell you that Elden Ring is better than the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <gasps> I'm here to agree with you. <laughs> There's no bold. cooking. Is, bold stance. It is fully formed. It has better combat. It has far far better dungeons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has exquisite music Mm -hmm. it makes breath of the wild an admirable and wonderful game still the best switch game look like a technical alpha (laughs) by comparison Uh, i did play it afterwards and uh my launch switch did it no favors but elden ring uh, brendan did you the last time i talked to you about it as a souls fan you were like i still miss aspects of the souls games i don't like it as much yeah I mean, I still feel that way. I think Elden Ring's a really great game, and it's one of the best games of the year, certainly one of the best games ever made. But there are things about it that I think are... Uh, I, I have some misgivings about it, and there are some actual design things that I think uh, are objectively uh, shortcomings with it, but the that's not the point. The point is, like, it's absolutely an immaculately crafted experience, and, yeah, one of the best games ever. It took the Souls experience, mm-hmm. like... Previously, Souls games were critically acclaimed, very popular, but also, relatively speaking, they had a little bit of a cap. Yeah. Right? People found them very intimidating. I've never finished one, and I've played dozens, if not hundreds of hours of Souls games, and I always reach like, enough, I'm not doing this anymore. Didn't get there with Elden Ring. Couldn't stop playing. Yeah. They had like, they would sell a few million, Mm -hmm. but then continue to have life on streaming services and everything. And I've heard so many people... Mm-hmm. Who have said, I would never normally touch a Souls game, but I picked this game out of curiosity, and holy shit, it's one of my favorite games ever. I put yeah. like 500 hours into it. And, I mean, the proof is in the sales numbers. It did, it, it like blew the top number for the, the Souls games out of the water, like in the first month. I have to imagine. It's crazy. And those games are pretty good sellers as it is. It's so funny to me. I, I also saw lots of people say that kind of like, out of curiosity, and I'm like, this isn't the kind of game you pick up out of curiosity. <laughs> like, you're either going to get wrecked, or you're going to love I don't it. I, don't, I think or... it's a little more welcoming um, than the previous Souls games. And sure, it just right off the bat, sort of teaches you like you don't have to go attack everything you see. In fact, it's probably better you're better off if you don't. And mm. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this, Bryn, but just the idea of like the backtracking became a lot less risky, and I. 
Mm. And I, I miss the feeling I had going back to get my souls through a labyrinth of the exact same enemies over and over again that I'd try and kill. But, like, I didn't have any fear of dying, as, as much fear of dying as I did in the previous games. Sure. I mean, honestly, like, if... Oh, I don't want to talk too much about, like, what I don't necessarily right, right, like right. about this game. Because, again, it's like... You know, we're talking about how it's like the best game of the year. But I, I'm not saying I like it more. That, I'm just saying it's like a, it's a, it gave me a different feeling and it made it like no, really no, no. addictive. I understood. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like I, I'm not going to sit here and just rag on it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I absolutely. No, that's our annual that tradition. That's what we do during game some game of the. I mean, the tension <laughs> is something that I, I certainly missed. I think I also did it to myself where I last year I went back and I played the entire Kingsfield series and Shadow Tower and Shadow Tower Abyss and found that oh here my we favorite, go my favorite <laughs> that's parts good of. Shit. My favorite parts of Demon Souls and Dark Souls were not only present from the very beginning, but the, that stuff. There's more of that stuff in Kingsfield than there is in Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. That the stuff that I like, the really like, the slower pacing, the really obscure stuff, not telling you anything and just being really mean. I really like that. Um, yeah. And Elden Ring, you know, certainly has plenty of that. It can be a very mean game, but it's also like you were saying, Chris, a little bit more welcoming. And I don't think that's a negative. I actually think it's a really good thing. I'm not one of these people who's like, it's too easy, and so I hate it. I, This game, uh, I don't know what FromSoft has... Like, ever since Arturius of the Abyss, they've just been making their bosses faster yeah. and scarier and, and mm. way more intimidating. And some of the hardest bosses ever are in this yeah. game. And so, like, I don't I don't buy anyone saying, like, this isn't a, a hard game. It's super hard. I love that one of the toughest and also silliest and most unique bosses gets this intro. General Radan is cursed ever to wander. Eaten from the inside by Melania's scarlet rot, his wits are long gone. <laughs> Now he gathers the corpses of former friends and foes alike, gorging on them like a dog. So, yeah, you're going to go fight a cannibalistic giant, but we're really happy about this. Let's all celebrate the Radon Festival, everybody. Get out there and fight alongside a giant pot. I thankfully played it when it was bugged, so the fight was way easier than it should have been. Oh, wow. I didn't get the real Radon experience, but it's still, I had to play it multiple times, and at the end when he's like a freaking meteor mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. coming right mm-hmm. at you you're just like panicking well, i don't know what it is about from software games but they make every moment hit. yeah dude i was just remembering there was a part in the game where i encountered in the swamp enormous green lobsters not demonic lobsters just fucking mm-hmm. regular ass lobsters and they would squirt me with water from across the map and ruin my life and it just why is this the most intimidating boss ever? And then later, I avoided that area later on, came back and slaughtered them, and couldn't remember why they were a problem. They gave yeah. me the. And then you realize it's not even a boss. Yeah, and it's, it's not even a boss. Square. It was just a, 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 a fleet of them. Is that what a group of lobsters is called? I think it. Sure. You go down. Sure. Into, yeah. It's called an assault. You go down into a well, and then. All of a sudden, you're in this magical fairyland. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, that was how amazing. pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it really yeah. nice. And then you get an arrow of light. <laughs> from across the map. Bigger yeah. than you are. Yep. Yep. Through your chest. <laughs> from across the map. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I gave more than I got there because I would roll up behind those dudes and just stab them in the back as they were praying or whatever they were doing at the, those gravestones. So yeah, well, they, it, got, they got their share. There's a lot of weird hay made about Elden Ring and this and that and 
from software stuff, but I it did like fill me full of that imaginative place that I thought all games would be when I was much younger and what I would eventually see and be able to do in games. There'll mm. be hundreds of bosses and I'll be able to walk anywhere I want and it won't be I, I can turn around, I can run away and like it, it fulfilled this fucking dream of a really, really young me that I I don't know, I can't, I, I, how can this not be my game of the year? But yeah, I am also a From yeah. Software fan and like Breath of the Wild and I don't know that I'm totally with Cat on that just because it is a I'm not a story person, but I did like the story in Breath of the Wild. I love that there's no story here to keep me back on anything. Like, I am just moving forward or left or right. Oh, or there's story. Yeah, there's, there's tons story. of story. Yeah, I, I think you mean there's not as many cutscenes. That's that's a Souls game, though, right? Like, yeah. I want to touch on one thing, though, that... So, Chris, you mentioned, like, you came upon a lobster you thought was a boss. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. But that's one of my favorite parts of this game, and that's what's new to the Souls series, is Souls games before this... I think it's safe to say they're very curated, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're going to go through this dungeon. You're going to know that's a boss room because it's going to look like a boss arena. And then after you die the first time, there's going to be literally like a screen of smoke you have to walk through to start a boss fight versus this game is like, yeah, man, you're just out in the open world. And I don't know, there's like a ghost dude in a boat. that's going to shoot shit at you and summon <laughs> skeletons. And you know, it's a boss because he has a fucking name under his health bar or whatever that goes across the bottom of the screen. It's fine. Just just yeah. fight him and you Tra- probably beat Giant him. bird with a skull head's going to come down out of nowhere yeah. and try to eat you. That's, that I love the world bosses. I, they're such yeah. a fun addition. Like, and it, it's like, yeah, if you're going to do an open world Souls game, I should be terrified to go anywhere, and that's mm-hmm. what this game does. It's like, yeah, man, one of the first places you're going to go probably is a little south. There's going to be a fucking dragon in the middle of the lake. And, yeah, he's going to do exactly <laughs> what you think he's going to do when you get too close to him. Yep. But that's yeah. all right. Dragons, but that, but, you know, all by the, the time you level up, he won't be hard. All the dragons were the same, and they never caught old. Yeah. No. Because no. nobody does a freaking dragon, like, from software. It's true. All the dragons were the same except that really huge one that I felt a little bad about killing. Yes. Oh, yeah. There is Although, a secret I mean, dragon that you literally have to go lay on a piece of a ruin in the middle of the sky, and he's like the, to me, he was the hardest boss fight in the game, and it's just like, yeah, that guy stopped me a few times, because he's like, electric dragon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bastard. I, I think Cat brought that up. It, it just was so funny to me, like, I'm having a great time, and I'm like, I, I don't always get this, even with games I love, where I don't want this to end. And I'm like, I'm about to open up all of the map. And then the underground and the sky open to almost the exact same size. Like a sizable portion of the game opens above and below you. It's It just kept on giving every single time. And I was, you know, I was playing launch like most people. So I was experiencing this stuff. Some of the last games I've experienced with social media, thanks to my own little social media blackout. And I just, yeah fucking great time with this game always left the hints on matt always <laughs> yeah i didn't but that's okay hmm. yeah well i think i feel like you miss out on the social experience if yeah, you, yeah that's if what you i'm turning off the hints yeah i've never liked the online components of the souls games that they were neat at first when i first played demon souls i was like oh cool like people can leave community messages but then inevitably what happens is it's the internet so fucking trolls and trolls just take over everything and it's just yeah, like but the yeah. trolls are rarely more creative than uh you know try finger butthole or telling <laughs> you that you know that the wall ahead is fake when it's not and like ha ha you you wasted my time great but thanks. there's there's enough of those where it's just like yeah it's, it's just it's over half the messages are trolly mm-hmm. so i just turn all that shit off and it's it's a granted it's a different experience i also don't like when people invade my world in souls games so i do i mm-hmm. disconnect but 
the thing in this game, I mean, it happens in every Souls game, but in this game especially, like there, a lot of NPCs will just invade you out of nowhere yes. in this mm-hmm. one. They're all and you'll just be walking around and just. They're all very oh, nope. I can't go up this hill because this dude's just going to shoot magic at me, and I was not expecting that. All I, right. I found yeah. most of those pretty. Am I missing something by not engaging with the PvP? This game, are any of you? Nah, I mean, you're missing so getting good. your ass kicked. Yeah, probably. I guess. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. a sub. It, it, it's the tiniest subset of Souls players that, but like the ones who do engage with that shit, they really engage with it. So yeah, yeah but but like Brendan said, there's like a lot of pseudo PVP. Oh yeah, like yeah. you get quote unquote invaded by an NPC oh, so that always appears in the same place. Souls and, games have, have had that though for a while. Yeah. And it, oh yeah. You know, but yeah, this game just has a ton more of those. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, usually you get some good loot from those. Just typically yeah, some sort yeah, of condition no, you have to satisfy for them to appear. And, they're yeah. not essential encounters, but it's still a good idea to clear them. And, I, and I'm a totally. I'm a dumb gamer. I'm a dumb guy, and I, <laughs> I don't like a lot of story or instructions. And I never felt punished for that. Like I felt like I did in other Souls games. Just like I'm, as the, I didn't change my weapon once, and except mm. for that one snake boss where I had to. Like they sort of like mm-hmm. tell you to. What were we using? Uh, just, dude, fucking generic-ass base warrior class, upgrading this and that. Yeah. You can get a lot of mileage out of just upgrading a single weapon through yeah. the whole game. Which, yeah. you know, yeah. I, it makes sense because you couldn't have, like, Demon Souls' uh, durability system in a game like this. It would be too punishing. Mm. And, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's that's stuff that I, that I do, you know, I do miss mm-hmm. that, but... It just when you look at this game and the way it's designed, like even if there are things missing that I personally wish was mm-hmm. were there, the every design decision just fits together perfectly in Elden Ring, and it they really, you know, people were having a really they have field day on Twitter about oh they reused assets and they do all this or whatever, okay. and that never bothered me ever i just felt like everything was supposed to be where it was you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it felt so bespoke for a world especially for a world this big like to feel so handcrafted is really yeah, impressive to be, to be the, yeah. finally the most metal game of all time it, right yeah. <laughs> yeah oh shit yeah, yeah. Very what good. was your favorite area what was everyone's favorite ooh, areas Ooh, that's a great question uh i'd right. forget what's the what's the one that looks like an exposed brain starts with an o i, I don't I, I'm, this is almost a year afterwards it looks. It's all red. It's got the big giant dogs with the huge heads. Because I found. It. Yeah, the 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 poison swamp. Everyone. Oh, you hates mean Caleb? That's Kaled. the one. Sorry, yes, not that's secret. That that area is actually secretly a Kingsfield three. Is it really? Canada, <laughs> just like yeah. No, one hundred percent. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, not like one to one, but uh, Tana Moreau, the co-director of this, was also on. He worked on Kingsfield mm-hmm. three and the Red Sky, the Rots, all the different. You know, some of the castles and stuff. It absolutely I looks was like so terrified uh, about Kingsfield setting 3. foot into it, and, I, and then I just it became one of my f- absolute favorites yeah, because that place is great. I felt like oh, I, could... I really hated that area. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's yeah. just it's a grinding you can hear the area. bugs. I really hate cesspools full of bugs, and yeah. that's what that entire area was. Ah, okay. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, it was striking, for sure, but yes. I did not find it pleasant. I, I like pretty areas, and Elden Ring has plenty of those. Exactly. I really liked, the uh, was it Nokron, the underground city? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that gigantic, like, half of a Draco Lich uh, in, in the, uh, the big waterfall chamber. Yeah. Like, that fight was awesome. I love Raya Lucaria, the Magic Academy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harry oh, Hogwarts yeah. from Hell, that which was... was swarming with Burger King, uh, the Sneak Kings. <laughs> um, hey, that 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 boss fight was weird as hell. Like you know, I, 
Am I it was cool, murdering though. a bunch of kids? It was a great boss fight, though. I'm trying to remember what my favorite area was. Like, there's there's something memorable about so many of these areas. Like, I, I remember I didn't like what's one. It's what's the city that you go back to at the very end. Like, it's it's kind of three quarters of the way through the game, and then you go Are you back about to Landell. So, like, Landell to mm. me just was a little too winding city, huge, overwhelming. Like, what? Wait, where? Where am I in the city now? Sure. It's like uh, they put the entirety of Dark Souls in the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I, found pretty much. I love that spot, but. I found that level astonishing. Yeah. It was the yeah. intentionality of the design, the mm-hmm. scope, yeah. the art design, the enemies, yeah. the boss. It was so good. That level yeah. made it game of the year for me. I, that stupid uh, uh, wow. Sentinel guy that I had to. I, the I, Trace Sentinel? Thing kept, he kept beating me, dude. And I, when I finally got through it, that was the best reward to get to Lando. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that place was ruled. Yeah. I think the rest of the tree sentinels, I just ran past them whenever I could. I sure. totally was that. Like, I'll, I'll come back and kill you later. And I, I think, but. I think my favorite areas are the unexpected stuff. So you guys already mentioned the whole underground. There's also that whole plateau above ground thing that you can't get to until later in the game. That is mm-hmm. just like, it's like way up in the sky. There's this huge plateau that you're like, oh yeah, there's oh, the, stuff up the here. Farm. The crumbling Ferrum Mazalia or whatever however mm-hmm. it's pronounced. Exactly, it's yeah. It's the one that has the uh, the ring ringleaders ever jail. It's like the head thief dude who could just like one shot you with with every attack. And yeah, there's, I just love that. It's like uh, I was in this general vicinity like twenty hours ago in the game, and now that it's end game, I'm back here. And oh, there's a whole other level you didn't tell me about that I can get to yeah. and explore. Like that yeah. stuff's kind of cool. And crumbling Ferrum Mazula is full of like those weird rat dudes that like. Hey, one of these was like the first boss I fought in in one of those caves near the start of the game, and now they're they're just like the Tie Fighters of this region. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. I cannot think of a game that was just rewarded discovery like this. That there's so much to do, and it's so much of it is varied. And the stuff I was having a real hard time with, put a little thingy on your map, wait till you come back, and you've had leveled a bit, and yep. you'll just slice through it like butter, and you don't have to like. Yep. Other than what's her name, uh, I keep calling her Melania. Mal- Mal- Melania. 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 Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Did I have to like? I had to like grind for a day because of my refusal to learn and mix up magic and really focus on bleed stuff, which I eventually had to delve into because she was fucking impossible. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre-patch. What was your What was your guys' favorite boss fight? Speaking of Melania, and I think one of mine we already mentioned just because it was so different was that boss fight where it's like, yeah, you're fighting alongside a pot. And that fight was more about just like, yeah, respawn all the ads, and they're going to actually do most of the damage in this fight because you got to stay away from this guy most mm. of that battle. And then when I looked up the lore of that guy, like all of the backstory they'd written for him and like how he can be on that tiny-ass donkey yeah, or whatever he rides, on. and it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like basically this spell he casts to make sure he's not breaking its back. I'm just like, this is... This is a tragic backstory and fascinating, and what a cool... There's never been a boss fight like that in any Souls game before. Well, obviously, my favorite boss is the Godskin duel. One of the most inspired Elden Ring... No, I'm oh, just kidding. That's got me forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was that, at a point where I was like stomping through most of the stuff in the game at that point, and like that gave me serious trouble. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember posting yeah. about that, and everybody's was like, "I don't know what your problem is." That was like the easiest fight in the game. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Hey, thanks for reading no, that. Every guy. commenter, it's yeah. really boring. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Um, no, my my favorite boss battle was Malaketh the Black Blade, which Ooh. starts out with the little guy in the cloak, right? And yeah, he's yeah, yeah. kind of rough, 
uh, to fight. And this mm-hmm. is coming after my favorite area, I should add. Mm. And then once he like goes into full beast mode, uh, it's so intense, so fast, so intimidating. It's everything yeah. that I like in a good from software boss. Fight. Oh, that area is a great grinding area, by the way. Like at the end game, it's just like yeah, if you just want to get like two hundred thousand souls at a time, you just spawn into there and fight halfway down a cliff. It's awesome. awesome. So I think I don't think I know my my what my my favorite is. It's kind of different than most people i really like uh rickard ricard mm-hmm. however you say that the mm-hmm. uh rickard, the, the weird serpent dude where you need the special oh, item yeah um i love one of the things i loved about uh demon souls and dark souls was when it would when the difficulty wasn't just from like your stamina and skill checks where it was from mm-hmm. like it would throw like a weird wrinkle into the boss design or the level design and you'd have to figure out how how to overcome that. And yeah. honestly, everything leading up to Rickard also, I feel the same way. Like Mount Gelmnir, that's my favorite area in the game because you can't use Torrent there and you're mm. constantly on foot and trying to figure out oh, how to yeah. get through that. All those different dead end paths and stuff. Because there's, if there's one thing about... That's someone with like all going, the battlefields, right? That you yeah, have exactly. Because if there's one thing about Elden Ring that I really was disappointed by especially compared to other open world games we've had recently, I just found the moment-to-moment traversal to be a little bit too stale. And I wanted to have a little bit more going on there. You know, nothing against, like, Torrent or whatever, but I just... You don't like the double-jumping horse? I really don't. I (laughs) I didn't know that horse double-jumped until, like, 40 hours into that game. Really? No, this game got so much better for me once I stopped using the horse. Really? Like once I what? was letting, forcing myself to just be on the ground and engaging and being in the environment and not just running past huh. everything, it really it really cemented itself. And Mount Gelmnir is where I realized that. I was I was like, "Oh, I'm not on the horse and I'm having such a better time." Is that the That's, place with Volcano Manor? Yes. And then when you so you get to Volcano okay. Manor and that whole quest line was amazing. That it's the best quest line in the game. Is amazing. Yeah. And then uh you fight the the boss and that was like all the stuff that I before when I was on that episode early in the year and I was saying like there's stuff missing from this game I found almost all of it at that area <laughs> and that was where like it totally clicked for me and everything after after that like it just I was I was just like okay I know how to, how to play this game to make me like it and I just loved every second av- except for millennia which just yeah. I don't know that was that was a whole <laughs> other that was a whole other thing but otherwise yeah it was I, I, it was I so good really, you discussed a little bit of that like you wanted this there was certain elements of a traditional Souls game you missed, but then like with the catacomb, that many catacombs and caves, it's like there's almost an entire yeah. Souls experience underground. I mean, there's more than just. I mean, it's more than just one. There's there's dozens over if you count them. No, all no, that's together. what I'm saying. But there's sure. there's like an entire traditional Souls experience underground. If that's all, if for the most part, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. it's. It's 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 less about my my problems are more about like the core sure. like underlying mechanics than it is about the world design or the art direction or any of that other stuff. And really, my nitpicks are just about like they have to do with my own personal taste. It has nothing to do with whether this game is actually good or not. It's like the, the, the thing that got me most excited game. is this is the first Souls games that got my gamer friends. Okay, I actually get this. Right. It, it's not exactly mm-hmm. welcoming, but I, I remember I had to go over to someone's house and like, no, 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 you don't have, to, don't worry about fighting that dude yet. Do this, do that, and he's like, he thanks me later. Like I finally saw through it. It's great, and we're having like this game discussions like middle schoolers on a recess yard every single week 
for weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's something the Souls games have always done well, but like this got all my old friends into it, all my California friends, all my Florida friends. Everybody was talking about this, and it just felt so good for this. This is why yeah. I got into Souls games in the first mm-hmm. place. Because yeah. I wasn't a Kingsfield sicko. That's <laughs> off to you. But I did discover Demon Souls in 2009. And that was right around the time that I felt games were getting kind yes, of dumb. me too. And Triple Day design was getting into lowest common denominator. Goddamn caulking and, gun pushing you forward and a cutscene winning you every battle. Boo. And so the intentionality of Demon Souls really stood mm-hmm. out to me. And it feels a little bit like everybody's kind of discovering that for the first time. It's really yeah. rewarding. I think Torrent is a big part, actually, like listening to Brendan talk about it. I think Torrent is actually a big part of what makes the game welcoming to yeah. new people because mm, they can, sure. in fact, yeah. ride past all of the scary stuff. And that's yeah. really empowering. I think the moment I was in on this game was when I was riding the stupid horse with the long sword. I got the long sword mm-hmm. immediately. And the big sword, the heavy sword. I always go yeah. for the long sword. And I'm just like swinging it. Got very, very good at hitting things from that damn horse. Yeah. I took out the fire giant from horseback. Wow. wow. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did that too. I, yes. I had, I rolled with a, it was a katana bleeding build. And so, yeah, like one of the katana I had was like this super long ass katana that like, it was great for that horse. It was just like fucking you know, swinging another horse off to my side. It was just yeah. like, wham! Yeah, I, I love I, that. I did, like, I think I, I used the, the dual blade, the thing that's like a double-headed spear, and that mm-hmm. was also excellent from horseback, but uh, really, I I will fully admit, I cheesed my way through big chunks of that game with Flame of the Red Veins, which I understand <laughs> has been nerfed, so I would ha- probably yeah. have a much harder time if I went and tried to finish my new game I, plus yeah. now. I, I um, respect, and I got the Radon's Gar- Star Scourge mm-hmm. weapon, which is just ridiculously good for crowd control. Mm-hmm. Kind of rough against bosses. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Sure, yeah. But, I that's the beauty of a Souls the... game, is there's no inventory weight limit, so you can carry oh, literally every weapon they give you limits. in the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's inventory one of my limits need to go. Game. Yeah, fuck that shit. I don't... I'm not going to play your mule simulator game, all right? Just let me carry I'm whatever already the fuck I want. magic. We don't need to quibble over this. Let me carry everything. And yeah. don't let my swords yeah. break, Breath of the Wild. This is why you're not as good yeah. as Elden Ring. Yeah. If you're going to give me an encumbrance weight limit, you have to let me stash things in mailboxes across the world like Fallout does. I, I, think, I, I do think Breath of the Wild was <laughs> sort of that shot across the bow that something in the souls games was hitting the mainstream. If Nintendo is trying to make you learn to do it, then it's hitting the mainstream, but then Elden, it does not, it's not the equivalent of what Elden ring did in the conversation. I I saw it starting around games. Like, man, I was, I was watching a outdoor black and white movie with nobody under 30. And like, everyone's like, you get Elden ring. Yeah. Yeah. I got an Elden ring. It's fucking great. So, (laughs) Un- unbelievable yeah i was at a i was at a an art show my wife sells uh she, she's a painter and she sells prints of her art and there was people who i don't think they, they were coming up to me because some of them knew that i mm-hmm. i write about video games and they were like so have you played elden ring yeah. it's like yes of course mm-hmm. i've played elden ring and they're like well this is my first video game oh there, there were people like this <laughs> is my first video starting? game and i'm like how what 
Like how are they're like I love it. I it's like Game of Thrones, but it's a game. And I'm yeah, like, you're gonna be it, yeah disappointed kinda, I mean, in, in, in yeah sure. Oh, Game of Thrones, yeah. but game. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, the writer was technically involved in this game. Yes. Like, but that's I mean I think that that is a uh, is kind of what I was gonna drive at is like the fact that that name George R. R. Martin's name is attached to this made more sense. I have to assume yeah. played such a huge role yeah. in yeah. in its yeah. its uh, uh, popularity. Mm. Um, it's funny though, like hearing, <laughs> I love encumbrance. I love weapon durability. I love all that stupid stuff. And uh, there are some mods that you can get that add certain things like that to Elden Ring. Wow. And I don't have it on PC, but I uh, I might do it. But the thing is, one of the things that I think is really cool about Elden Ring is that. Uh, you know, we're we're able to share this, you know, quote unquote hardcore gaming experience mm-hmm. with people who otherwise wouldn't. Some parent apparently would have never played a game before. Yeah. We're jumping into this, and like my my Kingsfield wizardry loving heart is just so warm to see people playing a game like this. Yeah, like yeah, see, it's kind of cool when a game kicks your ass, Welcome. right? <laughs> I feel bad for the yeah. people who, if this there is their first game and they enjoy it, like, well, what's like this? Oh boy, are you gonna? <laughs> like, are you yeah, gonna I, the wild. That's yeah. about it. Can I introduce you to a wonderful little game called Bloodborne? Bloodborne, yes. yes. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, Bloodborne, I always recommended Bloodborne to ev- all, like all of my friends, and I think that was the game that. Oh, I guess I don't like Souls games, but again, I, just PSA: if you have the opportunity to go over to your friend's house and like, no, do this do this because you know not a lot of people my age i have a ton of friends who play shit and they're not going to look up a youtube tutorial and i walked like three people through that and it was just like i I got kudos the whole time and wonderful memes throughout the next three months of elden ring it was it was great it's one outside of the game it was one of the it led to some of the best social experiences i've had in a while especially following all that awful pandy stuff when I think I had the exact opposite reaction to Bloodborne that you did. It's like, wow, that's not I, my reaction. I do like, I guess I do like Dark Souls. That's that is my first. That or I think I got a free copy of the original two, and I somehow got into that. And yeah, I was fully into Bloodborne, uh, but but that's just the one like uh, through PS Plus. Most people had access to right, um, right, right. Uh, just free, and it was cheap early. But yeah, it, there's so many great things about it. A realization of what I thought games could be, rekindling me and my friends, talking, not just my old friends, talking to my friends, preteen and teenage, we're all having the same conversation about the same game and everybody is just as interested. It was so cool. So cool. You know, it's funny, Chris, you mentioned Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. My arc with Elden Ring is very similar to my arc with Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think, I mean, I've, I've some of my other, like some of the, weird uh, FromSoft uh, Discord servers I hang out in. Everyone pretty much is like, oh yeah, Elden Ring is actually Dark Souls 2. Really? Two. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. if you go back and you look at the structure of it, um, I mean, also Tanamura was the director of Dark Souls 2, mm-hmm. and uh, he or he was at least involved on, on the team and co-director of Elden Ring. So you, it, there's also, <laughs> Dark Souls 2 also has and I'm not kidding about this. A Kingsfield Four remake okay. in the DLC, the Sunken City, is literally just Kingsfield Four. Uh, this guy's just hiding Kingsfield and open, openly in all of these games he works on. I love it. But yeah, I, I started that game thinking I'm not sure if it's for me, and then I played through most of it, and I realized actually there's so much here that I do like, even though it's so different than everything that came before. And that's mm-hmm. what happened with Elden Ring. So, uh, if I what I'm saying is, if you liked Elden Ring, maybe try Dark Souls Two. Really. 
Yeah. Hmm. But Dark Souls yeah. 2 got a bad rep, and I really enjoyed Dark Souls 2. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it had that yeah. revamp for the Sins of the what? I, I forget. Scholar of the First Sins. Scholar yeah. of the First Sins, not Sins mm-hmm. of a Solar Empire. What the Which fuck? My game brain is breaking. the game, I think. Great game. I know. Since of a solar I empire, know. I think I'd bring that up again. <laughs> Look at cat light up. Oh, what space space shit? Give me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like for me, the, the the definitive moment of my time playing Elden Ring came really early on, mm. where like not in Limgrave, but that area to the south of it. I remember I was just kind of exploring, and like just wandering along a cliff's edge and like some mountains. Uh, I pass some mountains, and then, like, there's this big empty valley, and I see my first walking mausoleum, just this gigantic oh. <laughs> walking yeah. thing. And, like, I hear it before I see it, yeah. and just, like, this this horrible the deep bells. bell ringing sound. Yeah. Like, I have to find out what that is, and I see it. Like, what the fuck yes. is that? I have to investigate it. And then, like, as I'm trying to find my way down to it, I hear like some woman singing in Latin. That's and, like, one of my favorite moments. Because yeah. I hadn't heard a are, human oh. voice in that game in it like a dozen hours, and I and like, is this the soundtrack? Oh my god, that's yeah. a person! It was so haunting. Yeah, yeah. And then it's really weird going back to Limgrave like on a new game plus, mm-hmm. and like this area that once seemed so vast and like there's so much to do. It's like and this is like tutorial town. I'm just gonna run around. Okay, I know all the things I have to do. Do a checklist, bam, done, on to Stormvale Castle. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of a weird feeling. Kind of unrelated, but if you look at the entirety of the map, which is much more surprisingly... It's surprisingly larger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a finger like this. Mm. Ooh. And it, it looks like the, uh, the what is it, the, the golden finger or whatever that you used to summon mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. or the furled finger. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, lots of, lots of finger symbolism. There's... Giant gross fingers that are apparently some sort of gods or messengers of the gods. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I yeah. forget what their role is exactly. But. And those little things on the ground that look like rocks? Butterfinger BBs. Another finger reference. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <Try> finger. <laughs> yeah, think about Those it. things get the ratio of chocolate to Butterfinger inside all yeah, wrong, yeah. dude. Let's just... Proportions are important. Butterfinger yes. BBs. <laughs> Try finger butthole. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't put those... No. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I can't say enough great things about this game. And, I, and if you've gotten this far in the show and haven't played the game, I hope maybe this is the thing that send, brings you over the fence. It's like kind of the only Game Awards moment I liked. And I'm talking even outside of the weirdo hmm. ordaining Bill Clinton. Uh, it, it was just, it's just like it's very it's very rare. I, I don't watch the Game Awards hoping what I want is going to win or getting mad when it doesn't. But like seeing you know kind of the whole games industry come together at the last game like big televised game award show we have and say yeah this is dope this is a yeah here's let these guys talk about it for 40 seconds and they promised us Mm. more don't know what they mean i like that they're going back to armored core i can't wait to see what that's about but man i hope they don't let the uh fire go out for this game it does feel like a really long time ago we discussed this no, that's a different Souls game, Chris. That's three. Yeah, given the na- <laughs> Don't let the frenzied flame go out. The nature this. of this year, I thought it was like a year before that, just because it, you know, came out in February. But yeah, I don't, I don't want people to, I don't want, yeah, I don't want this frenzy to die down. I want more Elden Ring as soon as we can, even if it's something small, even if it's something tacked onto the original game. Gimme. If you want more I think Elden that Ring, you will get your wish granted. I hope Chris. so. Yes, I think so. I hope so. I got. I got nothing else. I That's why when Michael says he started a new game plus, I'm like, don't do I that because the DLC that will fuck you. I know, I know, and you know, we still have those awful 
good job. There's fortunate jobs where you know I can't I can't justify putting another 150 hours in this game unless it's something new as new ass new. Hey, but folks, if you want to hear us talk for over an hour about this game even more, go to patreon.com slash laser time where we have an entire spoiler mm-hmm. cast dedicated to Elden Ring. I had to throw that in there because I'm like, man, we're going to do it again. I know, I know. Talk about this game with, for another with two hour. fewer experts and 100% more meandering. But we also are going to show you our definitive ranking of these games of the year there, aren't we as well? Yes, yes, oh. we will. Yes, Let we you will. in on how we decided the ranking. Matt's going to tear us all apart with some behind the scenes and how we got here. And Much like Jack in the Box tears my insides apart there right now. <laughs> I'm going to tear you guys apart. There you go. All right, well, that is our game of the year. Uh, Woo! Amazing. We finally made it to the end and to the end of 2022. What new fresh horrors await us in 2023? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Uh, President Taylor Green, can't wait. Can't wait. Anyway, um, Resident Evil 4 remake, calling it game of the year next year. I don't know. All right. Well, that has been our top five Mm -hmm. games of the year. We made closing out 2022. Who'd have thunk? Elden Ring. We liked it. Yeah. (laughs) But that's got to be the biggest non surprise for everyone. It's it's a fantastic fucking game. Y'all should be playing it. Yes. Uh, I don't know what else to say that it we is. haven't we already like said a, in the like past a, a 40 year, minutes or so. A year or two previous, I remember we like we were all unanimous and like, Hades is our game of the year. And then like, you know, I don't, sometimes they don't pay a ton of attention. And like, oh, so everybody else said Hades is, is game of the year too. It's rarely this unanimous. And uh, there, there's something, again, I prefaced the show with, you know, game development took a hit, whether you noticed it or not. But like uh, Elden Ring managed to come out and... and I do think it's it is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not giving it an asterisk. Um, it is my. I've gone on record. It is my period game period uh, favorite game of all time. It might be my favorite game of all time. And again, if you do want to hear us give another hour just to that game, uh, go to patreon.com slash laser time right. and you can listen to an apocalypse guide in dedicated mm-hmm. solely to Elden Ring. But yeah. it, it wasn't always like this. Remember, like everybody's game of the year was different. Remember GameSpot? Like one year we were working editorial, Michael, they were like Demon Souls. You guys ever heard? Fuck you. This game is the best game. And we we're like, what? Demon Souls? Really? Oh, that that game nowhere. where you play as a knight? Yeah. yeah and, and it looks a little bland. They yeah. were probably correct. I don't know what we named game of the year, but I guarantee you it was probably Demon Souls. Well, and the three of us, to be fair, probably we, not. we usually arrive at a similar 10, but usually. like our order mm-hmm. within that 10 is very different. Yeah. And uh, as you can hear on that Patreon show, it's like, yeah, Michael went in there and he's like, oh, I think this one game should be high on this list. And I'm like, me and Chris were both like, no, 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 this should yeah. be toward the bottom. And, and that's, that's typically how things go. But like Chris said, like very rarely are we all just like, yeah, this is the number one. Okay, just set number one aside for now because that we know that will be our number yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, almost unexcited to do it because I talked so much about how I, I loved Elden Ring and the, the industry clearly has rewarded it uh, critically. Uh, and sales-wise. Sales-wise. Like, it, 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 it's sales, a yeah. moot point, but it's it's. Imp- I still think it's important to like drive home. Like This game rules and everyone should take every lesson they can from it as a developer. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Take lessons from Vampire Survivors, our number two, because that game rules as well. <laughs> Honestly, between those two, I'd rather see people take lessons from Elden Ring. No, I, I, I think... Vampire Survivors is good, but like you know, trying to do that formula again—if I see that formula become widespread—it'll really feel like I know what you're saying. After 
lightning in a bottle. I always say I that. I always say that I, I, I love David Lynch. If anybody fucking tries to be David Lynch, I will murder mm-hmm. you. Don't bother. <laughs> Don't. We only but need one. Please do bother trying trying to make another tunic because I, I like more. I want more of those games. You know, we had Fez years ago. Now we have Tunic. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me more of those. So that leads us. We we do not have any news or new releases or any other stuff to talk about yeah. this week because you know there there are a few of those coming out. But it's the end of the year. But we do have the community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what is your personal game of the year for 2022? And we. We'll not read any of your answers until next week's show, which will coincidentally be the first show of the new year. But we do have some from our guests and from ourselves. So take it away, guests. Cat Bailey, what is yours? My personal game of the year mm-hmm. is Elden Ring, but oh, I'll mention surprise. another game. The second favorite game of the year, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh, yeah. good oh, game. Wonderful good game. surprise for the Nintendo Switch. Absolutely beautiful, wonderful, joyous, full of physical humor. It features... Kirby eating a vending machine. It features Kirby eating a car. (laughs) It features Kirby eating everything. And it's hilarious. It's the first 3D Kirby. It's the best Kirby. I loved every level. I loved every minute of it. All the way up to the Neon Genesis Evangelion ass ending. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, I forgot to mention after he eats that vending machine, he shoots cans of soda out of his mouth like a machine gun, which is dope. But Kat, I I remember I tried the demo of that when I was fully... You, you may have been a little further in Elden Ring given your status in the games industry, but, like, I played the demo in between bouts of Elden Ring and, like, I cannot go back to this right now. I, can, this, mm-hmm. I cannot go back to this style of... For me, it was Shot Chaser. Uh, I play a bunch of Elden Ring <laughs> and I play a level of Kirby Forgotten Land. That's and right. they fit perfectly together. It was just like, huh. this goes down easy. I love it. Because I, I always meant to revisit it because I really wanted to love that game. It looked like it was the the right Kirby game for me. You should. It's great. I and it's, it's full of uh, twisted and also a lot of physical humor, which I don't see a lot in a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for my money, my favorite Nintendo Switch game of 2022. Wow. All right, and once again, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Also, um, I'm the host of Axe of the Blood God, an RPG podcast. And we just did all of our end of year wrap up Mm. stuff. And we're looking ahead to 2023. It's going to be a stacked year for RPGs. And finally, my day job is at Mm IGN.com. You may have heard of it. I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you for doing the show again tony wilson of framework what is your personal game of the year my personal game of the year i if you asked me a year ago if i was going to choose a mobile game i'd have said you're crazy but it's marvel snap what Uh, it is it is it is marvel snap I have to quit that game cold turkey after the next season pass it's a problem oh really (laughs) it has I am, uh, it's not, no, well, so I bought the season passes, but it's just like, there's just like this itch to keep playing it, man. Like, oh, I, the, the first seasons are like, I'm doing seasons at are all. like 20 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's the first game where it's like, I am doing every season pass challenge. I'm doing all the dailies. I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm having a blast doing it, but it's like, at some point, I was like, this is actually a problem. In the new year, I gotta just quit this thing cold turkey, delete the app, whatever. But for now, it is like defining the year, and I do think it is an incredibly well made uh, TCG, it, uh, uh, virtual TCG, it's, whatever. It's they the best call Marvel it. card battler of the year, and that's a real statement because there were multiple uh, this year. I, so I did yeah. not have it's, Midnight Suns in time to vote for whatever we're doing right 
now. Yeah. But. It's funny because I, you know, I was, you know, I've been enjoying it a lot. And I remember when I first started playing it, A, it's it's very similar to a physical card game called Smash Up. I don't know if any of y'all have Oh, I have it, Smash Up right behind me. Yeah, I love that game. It's, it's, it's the same deal. It's have more, have a bigger number on the base and you win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I remember mm-hmm. like, that's my favorite card game. And so when I saw, oh, Marvel Snap is that, well, I'm all in. Because, you know, who doesn't love Marvel? And I also remember feeling like Hearthstone vibes, and then when I realized, oh, it's made by the guy who used to run Hearthstone. It's his oh, studio. It's okay. it's a uh, it's it's Ben Brode's studio. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is all making sense. So yeah, yeah my personal it, it's it's Marvel Snap. You know, I thought Elden Ring was going to take it, uh, and it was in that spot for a long time. But I just I gotta go with Marvel Snap. You, I gotta go with you it. Like man. Marvel it, it, Snap it, more than Elden Ring. I do. What a shot. Says a lot. Yeah, I know. I know. Now it's it's uh it's just shamed. You gotta go with what defines the year for you, and like as much as I've loved Elden Ring, and it's it's a hard second, right? Um, I just I had to do it, you know. It just felt right. I was like, I have to, gotta give the honors, you know. Let me ask you this, Chris: Does Elden Ring feature Swordmaster? No, oh, it, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have Sword- a card. Feature there are no Sword users whatsoever. Who, in Elden who can Ring. know? None named Swordmaster. <laughs> forget Swordmaster. Your favorite Marvel character <laughs> appears every day in Snap. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come on, man. Swordmaster, Angela, Agent Thirteen, Angela. all the classics. Angela, Angela, yeah, Angela. You get strong every time I put down another card, Which, Angela. By the way, a Todd McFarlane character. character. Listen to Laser Time episode about uh, characters who swap it's true. sides. It's true, but let me tell you, when you start getting into like, ooh, this is my move deck, this is my destruction deck. I have one deck now that's just designed to troll people. I don't yeah, even care I, if I, I win Yeah, I just have a wacky deck. Yeah, I have a wacky yeah. deck that's just like, yeah, I'm I have a discard deck, which I hate, but I needed to complete I have, some I have a card so destroy do? discard. I have a movement deck. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. It's a good time. It's a good time. The Thor card's just like kind of fun. Throwing in Mjolnir. Anyways, it's a good time. So that's Marvel my game snap. of the year. Don't play Plus, it. When, when it can't connect online, it does literally say, oh, snap, as the error message, which it's is pretty good. Oh, pretty nice. I remember I was at... Like, uh, I, I went to my brother's for Halloween slash his birthday party, and we were, like, waiting for other guests to arrive, so I was going to play a couple games. And I pull out the app, and I go, you should, you might like this. It's pretty cool. And he sees the name, and he goes, oh, snap. And I, I turn the phone to him and tap the cube and make the app go, oh, snap, like, as soon as he said it. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. And lost the game of me. Uh, I did lose that game, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's all right. I just want to – I just – I'm not, you know – I don't need to win, man. I just want to have fun. That's sort of the beauty of, the of that game. Yeah, it's very low stakes. Yeah. yeah, it matches over in like five minutes tops, you know? Cool. Well, thank you. And where can people find you? Hey, you can find me on a YouTube channel called Framework. Go to Framework.com. Excuse me. Go to YouTube.com slash Framework Video. I do not own Framework.com. Someone's probably going to squat on that now. That's okay. You can have it. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Framework Video. The Twitter account is Framework underscore Video. My personal Twitter's at ChainGunPope. I do video game essays, and I've done them on like 50% of your list. So uh, check them out. I like making them. I got more to come. Video games, yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Brendan Hesse, uh, what is your personal game of the year? It is Tunic. Ah, really? Hey, that guy's oh, got two nicks. <laughs> I, um, I, no game this year ha- had me from the beginning to the end nonstop. Like, I was fully invested in it like I was in Tunic. And just exploring that island, the constant stream of secrets, the way it integrates a simultaneously diegetic and non-diegetic video game manual into it Uh, it was such a neat idea Uh, i love the soundtrack i love the art style a lot of nostalgia in there 
there's a lot of really great RPGs and action adventure games that came out this year, both indie and AAA. But yeah, I, I just think that Tunic for me was the one that landed the hardest. Nice. And once again, where can people find you? Uh, right now, you can find me on GameSpot, Wired, uh, Lifehacker, and on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash The Crawl. Wow. All over the place. Awesome. Thanks for doing the show. Yes. Steve Guntley of Wii Universe, what is your personal game of the year? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to come in with kind of a hotter take just because I think a lot of my other favorite games of the year are on this list at some point or another. So I want to I want to shout out a game that came out very early in the year and I think got a little overlooked and it's called Nobody Saves the World. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, top-down like action RPG where you play is basically like a blank avatar who adopts different personalities over the course of the he, game. He literally to, looks like uh, the uh, Greendale human from Community. He does. Yeah. He looks like the <laughs> yes. Greendale human being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> human that. beings. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's just a really funny, uh, entertaining concept, and that's that's just one of the games like that really kind of dominated early part of the year for me. And uh, I, I, it's it's been getting a little overlooked as most games that came out in January would be. But uh, I really wanted to shout out Nobody Saves the World. Nice Woodrow. It's been sitting on my Xbox waiting for me to play it. <laughs> Get at it. <laughs> and Woody Siskowski of Wii Universe, what is your game of the year? Factually, it's just Elden Ring because, yeah. like, Elden Ring is one yeah. of those games that, like, you play through it and you're like, okay, like, this game clearly had way more effort put into it and was working at such a higher level. Even though, like, I probably like that game less than most people, I still had a great time <laughs> playing it. But I also do want to shout out the Cuphead DLC that came out. Oh, the Delicious yes. Last Course came Thank out this you. year. And that made me play through all of Cuphead again. Oh, and, shit. Like, wow. Because you get to play as another character who is kind of more fun to control than She's Cuphead great. and Mugman and mm -hmm. makes the game a little bit easier. So I was able to, like, get A rankings on every boss and, like, get almost all the achievements in Cuphead. And I remembered how awesome that game is. And to me, like, that's a really good example of good DLC. Her shoulder tackle, right? That She has the, the, the dash across the screen that can, like, hit the pink objects which gets yeah the, yeah she has a dash instead of like a, a spin but she also has an intrinsic double jump she just she just controls in a way that i'm more used to and like i agree for i agree uh, yeah. good choice cool yeah all right well thank you guys absolutely and finally that just leaves us so, Matt and Chris, what is your personal game of the year for 2022? I know mine is Three, automatically two, Elden Ring. One, Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden yeah. Ring. Yeah. Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. So let's do this. Let's let's, let's all do Ring. our number two of the year. How, how about not e number two and then maybe one that didn't make the list? I know that's going to be its own show, but that's going to be its can, own show. We can talk briefly about one that didn't make the mm. list. Um. Okay. Uh, I, I'll start because Elden Ring is easily my game of the year. Uh -huh. Cult of the Lamb. Just absolutely wonderful and recommendable to people who might not be able to handle Elden Ring or not handle Elden Ring, but you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, sure. I, I've met people who are 7, 14, 10, who've played Cult of Lamb and like it's, yeah, it's all the same thing. Uh, yeah. Here's a game I wanted to give a shout out to that I enjoyed mm -hmm. a ton of. Trek to Yumi. Okay. Uh, Trek to Yomi. Yomi. Yeah. Trek to Yomi. <laughs> or, or as the first time I said it on this podcast, you said Shrek to Yogi? Yeah. <laughs> Donkey, get hey, away boo -boo. from Yumi! Uh, <laughs> hey, boo-boo, look at that big green guy. <laughs> uh, I fucking love that game. And part of it fed into my, you know, film love of 
Kurosawa and all that shit. But uh, but why not have a game for me? <laughs> it's, it's it's an esoteric thing, but it it was a Game Pass game. I don't know if it still is, but uh, I just wanted to give it a shout out here. I I, I was transfixed by the beauty of that game, um, okay. both in gameplay and presentation. Yeah, mm. it's it's yeah the presentation in that game is is amazing. I will um so I honestly our number five was a huge concession for me. I I think Tunic is is my personal number two. It was almost year. on last week's list. Uh, I know, I know. I I I mind tricked them. Um, I think I did swap it for Lego Star Wars, so I, I pulled mm-hmm. the reverse Jedi mind trick. Ooh. But um, to I, hear more of these insights, patreoncom slash laser There you go. Uh, and and for a game that actually is not going to be on our Patreon show, that I do want to just give a little little shout out love to, um, I jokingly referred to Marvel Snap as Marvel Crack because it is that it is one of those games uh, where you will just lose hours playing over it and is, over. It is it is the only game it, I played during our Game of the Year conversation because right. I have yeah, not right. played Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you were playing it while we were talking. Yes. Yes, I was. You bastard. Oh, you what the fuck am I supposed to do? Interrupt like six people about their anecdotes for a game I haven't played? Uh, yes! Oh, I think you mean Big Butt instead of Snorl. No. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to be there, Michael. Jesus Christ. <laughs> was, that was a stacked be room. Be involved in this show, Chris. The stacked room. You're one of the hosts. Come on. I wondered why you started calling me Devil Dinosaur. That, that was didn't... a little weird. <laughs> You you exponentially no, is, is doubled addictive. my deck. It was amazing. Yeah. That game is addictive. We talked about it. I th- I think uh, you know a few of our guests named it as as their mm-hmm. their personal top game. And it's it's just like yeah it it's it does everything that you would normally say like hey Matt wouldn't like a game like that like it is a competitive multiplayer game unless it's tricking me and I'm playing bots and thinking I'm mm-hmm. beating bots I don't know but I like, mean a lot of these is like this is going by too fast to be an actual player I'm pretty sure it's a bot but yeah <laughs> I'm still really early tell. into it. So can't really tell but it's uh it's so good it, it it's it is i think people one of their criticisms is like well it's like contained because there are so many cards it's like it's like the d list of marvel characters and i'm like that's what i'm here for fuck the a list i know who the a list are give me the devil dinosaurs give me the, the yeah fucking, throw like, out that marvel's tarzan characters. to yeah. win the game jesus christ right exactly um and, and, and i think my number two for me right now it's a toss-up it was i was gonna say like a few days ago, if you'd asked me, like neon white easily, idiot. I have hit a point in God of War Ragnarok where I, I, I think I've said before, you know, it, for for whatever reason, like I love it while I'm playing it, but then I don't really feel a pull to go back to it. I have hit a point where the story has gotten really interesting. Yeah, I'm there and too. now I'm starting I'm to feel that pull. Like when you yeah. see, it, not to get too spoiler, when you see Asgard for the first time, that's when it's like, oh, okay, now it's compelling. I'm saying yeah. more of Richard Schiff. I'm more interested in where this is going. <laughs> Richard just, Schiff really think, ties God of War together. Really, I does. think we might be really in the same does. spot. I'm, I'm just after that as well in the game, and yeah, I, I am mm-hmm. compelled. Uh, so it's it is right up there for me. Like I'm I'm kind of yeah. hooked now. Uh, and uh, a game that didn't make the list, Norco, which y'all should have played. Bitch, I was gonna I was gonna say that it was on Game Pass, mm-hmm. and it is like it's sort of visual novelly. It feels heavily inspired by Snatcher and various mm-hmm. other first-person point-and-click adventures, Rise of the Dragon, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, to get into really old references, but it is just a fantastic adventure set in a near future, mm-hmm. like not New Orleans, but like a shit town outside of New Orleans. Yes. It's mostly owned by a refinery company and patrolled by robots. 
and uh, it, it like there's all this weird shit about the ditch man who's following Michael, your your family around. I was gonna say I haven't finished the game, but like mm-hmm. again, I'm the guy who doesn't like games with stories. This story is amazing. It really and, is. And it's the, a really neat game, and yeah. the interactive elements are almost terrible given how it's optimized for Xbox. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I, I, I love this game. Yeah. This kind of game is never going to make my personal top ten, but I absolutely respect what it's doing. It's so and I played it. I played a little bit of it, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. And so uh, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see why it would it would make Michael's with you, Michael. Sure. Yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. So, what is your personal game of the year for 2022? Let us know. Go to VigiGamePocalypse.com. Answer in the comments either under episode 503 or 504. Pagodi. Uh, the goatee. Uh, yeah, and personal game of the year. Pag- oh, Pagodi. Pagodi. It sounds <laughs> sounds like a Russian cartoon. It sounds like Ooh, a Wes Pagody. Anderson character. Yeah. Pagathi. <laughs> Pagathi. Yeah, Pagathi. Pagathi. Uh, but uh, also you can go to uh, also you can go to the official Laser Time Committee on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week slash next year's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Patreon.com slash laser time, baby. We got uh, a yeah. 302010 stuff. We got Star Wars stuff. We got Video Game Apocalypse stuff. So we're, we'll. Yeah. Once, once again, if you want to hear how we came to this order on this list, there, there's a show there that lets you hear us argue it out in real time. I, I use the word argue very liberally because we were in agreement on a lot we're, of these, yeah. but it's still, no, I still, hate Matt. still a fun conversation. Yeah, you know, so we have we I've plugged it throughout the show, but I I these guys humor me and indulge me and let me do those extra bonus Patreon shows about our our goatees, so thank you too for letting me do that. But yeah, I I do think they are compelling listens, so go listen. This isn't a plug so much as just like a thank you uh again to our listeners for supporting us throughout the year. Um we we've gone on record we would not be doing this if it wasn't for the fan response we get, the occasional comments from you guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, it's what keeps us going. And I just, a personal thank you uh, to my two best friends, my two co-hosts, to Chris Aww, and Michael. Um, thank you. Talking to you guys. Uh, no, you know, what he did the Cult of the Lamb. Than... He's trying, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love we, you, Matt. We talk more I love you, Matt. once a week. <laughs> but, but, but our little time together throughout the week where we record, this is my favorite time each week. And then, of course, we we chat throughout the weeks. Yeah. But thank you, guys. Uh, this you, is this has helped keep me sane through the past three years. So I do appreciate you guys continuing yeah. to do this show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners once again. VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me personally at WikiParaz. W i k i p a r a z. Happy New Year. See you next week. Fucking amazing. One of the best experiences we had this year. But not quite as good as... Pass is not number one. Unless you got something else. No, 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 no. Elden Ring. (laughs) Elden Ring is number one. I know, I'm kidding.